give it up for Travis, everybody. Yep. Travis keeping is us, keeping us all on the level. Travis is hot as foot. I mean, thorough as. He's a thoroughbred. I am definitely one of those, not both of those. All three. Can we start? Can we do this? Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. can start. <laughs> I'm ready. Do you want me to do all the intro <laughs> stuff since I'm DM today? <laughs> you know what? I, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Try and stop me. Uh, welcome, everybody, to another Please night stop. of, uh, of DadBod D&D, where tonight uh, we're going to be playing a one-shot called Weeby Goblins. Uh, before we get to that, though, we should uh, do the usual shit that we normally do. Uh, we need to, first of all, thank our super awesome... Fucking cool sponsors, Skull Splitter Dice. Um, they make some bomb ass dice. You guys want to show off your fucking dice for a second for me? What what you working with there, Bob? What kind of dice is that? Tell is that me the what you is that the warlock dice? Nope. Mine I is. have the dwarven forged icy blue. Dwarven forged icy blue, solid as fuck, sturdy. God I mean, listen, dice. hold on, guys. It's gonna be a little loud. Listen, listen to the heft. Listen at the heft behind that. Uh, Chris, you're rocking the Warlock dice tonight? Yeah, I got the Warlock. They're black and, and purple. I like the purple. Uh, Warlocky, as Warlocks yeah, are. Warlocky, yeah. Uh, and here, here's my roll. I rolled an eight. <laughs> it, sounded a little, it sounded a little flaccid. I'm going to oh. be honest with you. <laughs> better. Better. A little turgy. That, that was a good We're, guzzle out of there. That's like, that's like half-mast. We're almost there. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, uh, they're all super awesome people. If you're watching on your computer, if you scroll down just slightly, there's a link. You can go to their website. You can use our code. You can order yourself some bomb ass dice that all your friends are going to be super jealous of. And it's kind of cool if you put in our code. We'd appreciate that. Dad bod. Dad bod. All one, one word. word. Dad bod. All ran together. D A D B O D. Um, we are lots of places. We are taking. We are taking over the interwebs. Um, we have a Discord, link is below. Um, we have merchandise, link is below. We have a Twitter, it's down there. It's it's all down there, just look below. Um, we are everywhere that good podcasts can be found. And bad ones. I'm com I'm confident that it's it's only where the good ones are. Um, but uh, we're here on Thursday nights and Friday nights, live on Twitch. Uh, we have YouTube, and... Uh, just type in DadBot DMD into your Google Google Webs Bing. All the kids are using Bing nowadays, so I, I'm sure that we pop up right if you type in DadBot DMD. We're right there. So uh, get your fix however you want it. Freebase that shit. Uh, I, I will. I will say we got a heavy upload schedule on the YouTube and podcast side of things. We got character highlights are coming out for our Tomb of Annihilation this week. Was uh, Binks's highlight, so you can check that out. They were super fun to make. Uh, good time kind of uh, reliving all of those things. Vinny's was last week. Victon's is next week. Then we'll follow with Willow. And uh, yeah, so you can check those out. We got some Session Zeros coming out for our Waterdeep stuff. That'll come out next week. Look for those coming. We are back with another one of those block rocking beats every day, it seems like, right now. Uh, very busy posting schedule. Anybody have anything else you'd like to contribute before we get into get into the Gerblin fun? Nope, I don't think so. We be Gerblins. 
We we be goblins, and I'm drinking wine to class this shit up. You know, if you're gonna play goblins, okay. Um, so background information. Um, number one, this is a Pathfinder module. It can be found on Paizo's website, and it is 100% free. You just have to give him your email address or Travis's email address, and you get this free, awesome one-shot module. It's not that hard. I was, I, I this was very much a thought experiment for me. I've never reskinned a module from something else onto another system. So this was kind of a, a wonder how hard this is to do. I found it to be very freaking simple, especially if you're a DM that can kind of roll with things and kind of make it up as you go. Um, so take the base story, slap some paint on it, a little bit of duct tape. So let's, let's begin. Uh, so you all are the goblins of the Lictoad tribe. You live deep in the Goblin Marsh, uh, which is northwest of the hated man town called Red Spring in the continent of, or the country of Cormier, which is, I think, the farthest east any of us have ever played on Faerun. Usually kind of hog the coast. We're going straight east from, like, Waterdeep uh, into the country of Cormier. So we live northwest of the hated town of Red Spring. Other goblins tried to burn Red Spring down, and they would have been legends if they had succeeded. But they didn't bring enough fire, and they were all killed and hung up outside the walls. Yesterday, your tribe discovered that one of your own had been using forbidden arts and was engaged in one of the greatest of taboos, writing things down. In fact, rumor holds that what he was writing was a history of your tribe. There's no swifter way to bring about bad luck than stealing the words out of your mind by writing them down. And so your tribe had no choice. You branded the goblin's face with letters to punish him, which is why everyone now calls him Scribbleface. You then ran him out. Of, you then ran him out of town, took all of his stuff, and burned down the hut. So that's where things get interesting, because before you all burned down his hut, Chief Gutwad, the leader of the Lictoad tribe, found a weird box within the building. Inside was a map and a shit ton of fireworks fireworks that immediately came to use in burning that very hut down. Then this morning, Gutwad announced that tonight there would be a feast in order to drive out any lingering bad luck from Scribbleface's poor decisions. But perhaps even more exciting, all of you have been secretly invited to meet with Chief Guff at Chief Gutwad's moot house. Why would the chief want to speak to you? It can only mean that he's got an important mission for all of you. One that the other goblins of the tribe just couldn't pull off. This could be your chance to go down in Lake Toad history. Let's take a moment. We'll start the scene. You guys are in front of the Moot House. You are waiting. You are waiting for the doors of the Moot House to open. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and, and kind of tell me how... <clears throat> obviously, you're all from the same tribe. You all know each other. How, how do you get along with each other if you do it all? I can start. My... Uh... So my character is Crystal, the 59-year-old witch doctor that she gets along with everybody. Um, she She's kind of the, I would say, the healer of the tribe. You know, she performs all of the witch doctor needs on everybody. And she, she's kind of like the mother because, you know, goblins living to 60 is pretty unheard of. And she's, she's, pushing, the, she's pushing it at 58. So she, okay. she's elderly in goblin terms. You think all the other goblins kind of like you? Uh, she likes to think so. <laughs> okay. whether, whether it be true or not, it doesn't matter. Uh -oh. 
They always they always bring her like little treats for healing her. Seems a fair trade. Uh, I'll I'll jump in. My name I am playing Gulp, a uh, slightly a younger uh, goblin. He's about forty years old, so you know past adolescence. Um, he is the the lick toad basket weaver. Uh, he's always got a big spool of uh, like dried vines on his back that he just kind of feeds into his weaving of baskets. Uh, I'm pretty well known for my my baskets. They're they're top notch, good quality. Uh, I work hard at my craft. I try to make the best uh, baskets ever. The work my workshop is like my holy grounds. That's where I don't let people in. I don't like people touching my stuff in there. It's it's pristine. I'm horribly jealous of anyone that kind of outshine my handiwork and even though crystal isn't a basket weaver but because she's good at what she does i kind of have a little grudge against her a little resentment so yeah, yeah that's that's gulp okay nice uh travis i'm playing barks b-a-r-x you know like a dog would bark um and i'm a fighter and i don't have a deep care for anybody but i'm not gonna go out of my way to hurt them i just like to fight stuff <laughs> Okay, love it. Nice, nice, nice and easy. Are are you? Have you been in a lot of battle, or are you kind of more just the town protector, and you haven't really had a chance to experience combat I've, yet? I've gone out and fought some wolverines and stuff, but that's about it. Okay, awesome. Uh, wolverines might be a little uh, too large. Some toads. Okay, you know? okay. They were they were just little bear cubs, but we won't talk about that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking murderer. Kylie. And I'm Jaina, and um, I really don't do anything. I just lay around in the hot mud baths and, like, let everybody else do all the stuff for us. And, um, yeah, I, yeah, I'm just, I'm just along because I can tell people what to do, but oh, that's no. about it. So, uh, oh so, so Jaina, Jaina, if you had to describe yourself like as a class, what, 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 what do you do? <laughs> um, I don't do a lot, but when people make me mad, I get really mad. Okay. So, so Kylie, what is your character's class? Barbarian. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what exactly is it that you do here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you wanted me to say it. I'm a barbarian. <laughs> My name's Tracy, and I just love Tracy. drinking. My favorite drink Getting is the imp. Cosmo. <laughs> so, uh, Barks, Gulp, Crystal, and Jaina, as I said, uh, you are all okay. sitting outside of the, the Moot House. Uh, the door is closed. You have never been inside of the Moot House. Chief Gutwad does come out. He's carried on his teeter-tot throne around the city by a couple goblins on some poles and stuff. Coincidentally, no one has ever seen Chief Gutwad off of the chair. Okay, it's like a six-foot-tall uh, human-looking, or six-foot-tall kind of throne uh, made out of made out of wood that's been carved, um, like out of a single tree trunk. It's very heavy, and the poor goblins who are holding this thing, I mean, along with the fact that Chief Gutwad himself is kind of corpulent, he's hes a beefy kind of goblin, uh, it's, it's, it's a struggle. Um, so as you're sitting around, you know each other, what's everybody talking about? Uh, well, as 
as the most qualified of the four in this room, I will be the one talking. I just want to make that clear amongst the rest of you. Uh, no, no. Well, you're a little out of your element here. Uh, this is, uh, this is more my arena. I'll speak for myself. Thank you. Well, I guess we'll see. N- no. <laughs> well, just to hold on, okay? We're all Who are here. you to talk? You- Who are you to talk? <laughs> I'm... You're so old. Well, us, us old people know a thing or two, but we're all here to help. Just go to your grave, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. Wow. uh, I'm just going to shut up. (laughs) Just hurry up and die. (laughs) Wow. So as as there's an awkward silence following the uh, just hurry up and die already, the, the door to the mood house opens and out steps a tall for a goblin and kind of lanky um, middle-aged goblin. <laughs> By middle-aged, we're talking 30s, you know. Um, Crystal is m- very elderly for a goblin. Um, in fact, people may be rumored that her her witch doctory ways have unnaturally preserved her life. Um, but you see, the, you see this tall, lanky, middle-aged goblin uh, open the door and walk out. Uh, you know him as Slob. Uh, he is the he is the servant and vizier, I guess would be the right word of uh, Chief Gutwad. Uh, so as the door opens, he says, oh, "It's you guys, Chief Chief Gutwad would like you to come in, and he wants to talk to you." So uh, he, would, he would be happy to come in. Uh, so as as he opens the door and gives a pol- as polite of a gesture. You can sense that maybe he's not used to other people being close to Chief Gutwad. Maybe this is, you're infringing on his territory a little bit. I'll go Um, first. As you try and go first, he tries to trip you. Uh, So can you, uh, can you, can you, can you roll a a dexterity save for me, please? (laughs) Please fall, please. (laughs) With a four, I'm imagining that like you're, you're pushing everybody out of the way to get to the front. And uh, and Slorb sticks out his foot. You catch it and you fall face first. I'm I'm gonna walk up there and help her. Be like, oh, I'm gonna step it's... over her on my way in. It's, I it's will okay. help okay. Help her up. It's Ew! Why are you touching me? I'm that gonna was let me go. Dancing, okay. <laughs> I'm okay. just gonna let go and walk dear, on. Dear, it's okay. Don't touch me. We we all we all fall, but it's how we get back up that defines. I set up dancing. Okay. That's a pretty good dance move, I guess. No, that was pretty terrible, actually. So, as you come <laughs> into the as you come into the room, uh, Slorb closes the door behind you. Um, <clears throat> you guys have never seen the inside of the Chief's Moot House, and it is like a museum of all awesome things, Goblin. Number one, it's the biggest house in the entire village by three times. It's still a hut. Like it's just a circle made out of sticks with some some reeds and branches thrown on top and a thatch roof. Uh, but it's so vast and it's a giant circle. And uh, lining the, the walls are, are trophies, stolen weapons, uh, human weapons, shiny little baubles, um, some kids' toys, 
brine pickled bodies of of house cats and dogs that the goblins have slaughtered uh, outside of Red Spring. You know, the mighty slain foes of the goblins. Uh, And as you look at the middle of the room, his mighty girthiness, uh, Chief Chief Rind Waddle Gutwad is his full name, is is uh, you catch him right as he's like scurrying up the edge of the chair. As I said, it's six feet tall, so this was kind of a ordeal for him. And he kind of writes himself and kind of brushes off, hoping that nobody saw him struggling to get into his chair. As as I'm looking around, I'm gonna see that there's not a basket made by uh, Gulp here, so I'm gonna start quickly weaving a basket, and I'm gonna, and then once I'm done, I'm gonna go set it by one of the uh, the pickled bodies. Okay. Uh, Chief Gutwads kind of give you a look and uh, so I'm just weaving even faster. Slorb is going to come to the front of the chair and he's going to say, "As you know, this is our revered Chief Gutwald. You should sit on the floor. It's a great honor." And you do see that there's a little spot in the dirt um, for you guys to sit down. Oh, I I would, dear, but I, I just can't. Sometimes I can't get back up again. Uh, Slorb is gonna look at you with like disgusted, like stink eye, you know, like. Oh my god! You're like, you're welcome to stand if you want to. <laughs> oh, I find it highly disrespectful to his girthiness, Chief Gutwaddle. Chief Gutwad. Sorry. I'm just gonna sit down. <laughs> what does he look like? Like, good. does he look so, clean or is he dirty? Uh, Chief Gutwad. Um is girthy um he is a very fat he's a very fat goblin he has a little bit of like a soul patch that's kind of grown into a little bit of a goatee just out of this one little spot under his um under his bottom lip uh he has like a grayish green kind of skin tone he's not what you would call handsome he is about 23 or 24 years old and he inherited the chiefdom from his father. Um, he is dressed in some clothing that appears to be made from some from old human clothes uh, that were of rich colors. So he is wearing colors that are regal among humans, maroons, and things that have difficult dyes to come by. Um, so it's very clear, considering how you guys are dressed, that wherever these clothes came from that have been stitched together for him crudely, the, the fabric is much nicer than you guys normally wear. He has some human rings that are too big for his hands um, that he has tied a piece of string to his wrist on, so if the ring falls off, he doesn't lose it. And he has a pair of human spectacles on his face that are, that are cracked, probably not his prescription. So as you guys are sitting in the dirt, Slorb says... And now, his girthiness, Chief Gutwad, will address you. <clears throat> you all be heroes. <laughs> Each of you be heroes. And he points to every one of you. You are best lit toads, except for saving me. And maybe but for Slurp. At this, Slurp gives him a big smile as he turns around and looks at the, at the throne. Uh, that you are fleeing in terror from the sound of my terrible voice. <laughs> speaks to your statures. Yet soon, all Licto goblins will know your might, for I have picked you for a dangerous mission. You know about fireworks and map we found in that trash scribble face's house, yes? 
Yes, we've we 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 have heard. Uh, yes, we thought they were rumors, but yes, we have heard. It's true. We find map. We find fireworks. Fireworks were fun. And at this point, he's going to pull out a firework, and there's a candle across the room. And uh, and uh, this is a uh, this is a Cormian candle. He's going to light it, and he's going to try and aim it, and light okay. the and try and light the the uh, the candle. Uh, it shoots four, you know, brightly colored fireballs out of it, kind of like a Roman candle, um, and all four of them miss. And he's gonna he's gonna throw it up against the wall. It's gonna knock over a couple of the jars with the brined human pets in it, and one of them's gonna break. Uh, Slorb is going to kind of groan at that because he knows he's gonna have to clean it up. Fireworks were fun. Map, map was more fun. It shows a route to a place near coast where Scribbleface found fireworks. And it says there are more fireworks there. I want them for Lick Toads. You all go get them tomorrow. Tonight we have Big Bonfire burn away all the bad luck. And to make have fun, play games, do dares, prove our worth. Tomorrow you fetch me fireworks. If you meet men, you make them dead. You meet animals, you make them dead. If you meet horses, you make them dead. If you meet lots of legs, eat Goblin Babies Mini, maybe you should run. And if you not find fireworks, you not come back. Or we feed you to Squealy Nord. You agree? Yes, it's uh, pretty clear. I mean, what's in it for me? And not make myself clear? You watch Stay in Village, right? You, I mean, isn't you... there anything more in it for me? Nobody would get rid of me. I me. Slob, when was last time Sprilly Nord ate? Slob's gonna say, eh, It's been about a week now, he's probably pretty hungry. Um, as you all know, since you live in the village, Squealy Nord is a, a ferocious warthog uh, that they have tied up in a pen. And uh, they feed him dead goblins. Well, I mean, I guess I'll be like a hero or something, so I suppose I'll do it. I did not need your acceptance. Okay, I'm done. Slorb, send him away. Start the feast. So Slorb's going to, with pleasure, your girthiness. And he's going to get up and just start pushing you guys out, like, as fast as he can outside of the hut. And the door closes. So you guys have about two hours before the festivities start. Um, we're going to have, he's going to have, there's going to be a big feast in your honor and a chance for all of the bad luck brought by Scribbleface in his, in his terrible writings. Uh, to be washed away before you go on this epic journey a full mile away from your camp. <laughs> so you've got an hour or two. Is there anything that, that you would like to, to know, anything you'd like to do as you prepare for this this task that you've been given? I think this is going to be Crystal's last hurrah, and she wants to go down as a hero, so she's going to kind of just pack up her stuff, make uh, maybe make... <clears throat> Some nice notes for some of her relatives in, you know, that, that sweet-ass calligraphy that old people do. No, she doesn't. You, she Practiced. Doesn't notes. But she just leaves, like, trinkets and stuff out, you know, various symbols on them and stuff. Okay. What's everybody else doing? I'm just uh, I've got my sword and my shield. I'm ready to go whenever. I got uh, nothing. I don't have things. I just like to kill things. <laughs> That's a... It's a good mentality, Barks. I uh, imagine you'll be at the front in oh, front of I'll, all of us. Uh, I'll be wherever. We'll see. Yeah. 
Uh, and I'm going to start weaving uh, kind of a, a chest plate out of the, the the vines that I have just in kind of this crude piece of armor that I'm going to fit to my myself and just have the time to have a couple like uh, shoulder pads, shoulder pieces, and this uh, chest and back piece. So I'm just going to take some time and weave that up. Okay. This would be a good opportunity for us. And I, I was trying to, what is uh, Jaina doing in the meantime? Is she, what is she doing to prepare for the journey? I'm totally going to go like sit in my mud bath, relax, kind of depend on everybody else to get everything else ready. Okay. You would. So um, since you guys live, this is where you live. Um, this whole journey takes place around where you live. I figured that you all have some kind of knowledge of this stuff. And so what I would like everyone to do is roll me a history check. Uh, and let's see just how much you guys know about the world around you. I First official roll. First official roll. 19. No. Oh! 18? Did you crit? Yeah, natural 20. Natural Ooh. 20. Plus one. Plus they one. they rolled the dice. They they, they not joking. the dice for you. I got, I got a nineteen, my friend. Oh, All right, it's skull look splitter, at those skull man. splitter dice. Fourteen, right. fifteen, nineteen, twenty. Uh, so, Crystal, uh, the Goblin Marsh, where you live. Uh, the marsh is a great place, a great bounty, uh, with lots of places to hide and lots of delicious things to eat, like slugs and clams and snails. Uh, some of those things are kind of poisonous, though. So be careful about what you go around eating. One of the best things about the marsh is that the humans don't normally come into it. They're afraid of all the monsters, which are a concern. But if you know about them before they find out about you, running is always an option. Among the dangers you can expect to find in this portion of the Goblin Marsh that you'll be heading through are wild dogs, giant bugs, giant snakes, and giant frogs. Um, oh, and lots of legs eat goblin babies many. And uh, maybe Vorka. Gulp. Yeah. Lots of legs eat goblin babies many. We're just going to call her lots of legs from here on out. Ugh. Um, you've heard rumors about this terrible monster somewhere just outside of the village that likes to sneak in in the middle of the night and steal goblin babies. Uh, Barks, you've been awoken to the sound of, of goblin mothers screaming at times and saying that they saw a monster steal their baby. Um, but you've never found any actual, like, tracks or, or anything like that up to this point. Uh, by the name Lots of Legs, and the way that the, the, these people who say they've seen it have described it, is it's a giant bug, and that they live somewhere between the Lictoad village and the coast. Or not the coast, near, near the river's edge. Apologies. Um, Scribbleface's map. Jaina, hiding out in the mud pits. You, you happen to be hanging out one day with one of the more richer members of the tribe's wife, Slurp. Okay? She told you all about the map because her husband was very involved in, in the whole shaming and, and you know making sure that Scribbleface knew that he had done wrong. The map is relatively simple. It shows little more than the village and an old shipwreck on the coast, or uh, up the river that supposedly contains the fireworks. There's a creek, an offshoot of the river, that runs between your village and the, the river's mouth where the ship is. And you know that if you just follow the creek, 
uh, you should have a fairly straight path to the shipwreck. Uh, it shouldn't take you, it's about a mile trip, it should not take you very long. And lastly, Vorka. Crystal, you are old enough to know the name Vorka. Vorka is one of the greatest terrors of the swamp and of the Licto goblins. She used to be one of you until she was cast out for being a cannibal. When goblins go into the goblin marsh and they don't come back, it can be credited to lots of legs or Vorka. At least that's what the rest of the Lit Toads think. The time passes. Uh, I'll say you probably ask around people and kind of gather as much information as you can. That's how you get all this info that you have. Uh, as the sun starts to go down, a big bonfire is built. Um, pretty near Chief Gutwad's moot house. And there's lots of celebration going on. There are slugs to eat. There are pigs to roast. There are cats to fry. And there is a very strong ale made from swamp algae that is a particular delicacy among the Liptoad tribe. So as you come to the party, the four of you, the rest of the tribe has gathered and they all cheer you as you as you come and they're they're very happy to see you and people start patting you on the back and and saying you're gonna bring back fireworks yeah a little kid runs up to to barks and he's like mister can i be like you when i grow up and uh, yeah of course you can so as as you get settled in what's everybody doing at the party so during the approach into here, I'll be doing like some curtsies and some bows and kind of, you know, accepting all the paths on the back that I can. Uh, and then is there, is there like, are there seats for us somewhere or is it just find a spot around the fire? The only person who is allowed to have a seat is Chief Gutwood. And uh, it's the teeter throne. Okay. Uh, so there are plenty of, pl you can pull yourself up a nice warm piece of ground. All right. I'll, I'll pick an empty spot as close to Chief Gutwad. Uh, I can't. Chief Gutwad is not here yet. Oh, well, oh. it's close to his throne then. The throne is not here yet. Or his wherever his spot would be. Okay. All right. Uh, there is a spot that's kind of corralled off. There's some some rope, like some tapestry. What do you call tiebacks? Tapestry tiebacks or or curtain tiebacks mm -hmm. that have clearly been plundered from somebody's house, a human's house, and they've been using those to tie off this area pretty near the bonfire and especially near to the feasting table yeah that's kind of where i'll i'll get as close as i can i'm just gonna walk towards the food table and grab some grub and all the time looking out for any animals and things like horses that we're supposed to kill so you have an eye out for horses just to get the perspective goblins are only what like three <laughs> feet tall mm -hmm. uh so a a horse would be a practical giant um, so I'm imagining you're looking up in the sky, like <laughs> I'm just trying to look around because he said we're totally supposed to kill anything we come across. I'm just already on the prowl looking for whatever it is, whatever we can see. That's not okay. a All right, ready and prepared. Yeah, that would include horses and looking up. So I'm gonna be walking around, just tending to the little goblins and uh, you know administering little like salves to people and making sure they don't drink too much being you know the matronly one of the group 
All right. Uh, so yeah, you, you're walking around, and man, all the little kids like just come running for you, um, and you know they kind of crowd you a little bit. I imagine you've got what resembles treats mm-hmm. among yeah the equivalent of <laughs> goblin worthers. Whether it be like 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 snails, I guess I don't know. You know snails still in the shell. <laughs> the goblins are very excited. The baby goblins are very excited for that. Uh, Jaina, what are you doing? I'm talking to the boy goblins, and I'm gonna be like, "Hey, you. Um, I would like your coat, please. Not, not these boys. Boys in the group." No, I'm just asking though. Would you be anywhere near where I am? Probably. We all came in together, right? Could have split up if you wanted. No. Okay, I'll be where you, close to where you are. <laughs> then I'm gonna look at the people that she's talking to and just be like, "Watch out for her. She's got a mouth." And an attitude. Watch out for her. Uh, one of one of the goblins is who appears to be very kind of doe-eyed about Jaina. Is gonna be like, you you you're needing coat. I I have coat here. Take taking my coat. And, and I'm gonna, gonna like, oh, I'm gonna it, take the coat and like fluff it out, put it on the ground, <laughs> <laughs> sit on it, and now you can go get me some food. Uh, as this, as you say that, uh, that goblin makes a point of, like, pushing the face of another one to try and run off to get food for you. While they're gone, another goblin does his best to sidle up as close to you. He kind of hover hands. He kind of hover hands. Like, hey, baby. I'm gonna, like, side punch him. (laughs) That's not very nice. Ew, you're disgusting. That's, thank you very much. He's going <laughs> to smile at you, and he's got blackened teeth. Uh, and he's got a little bit of uh, of uh, some kind of bug like stuck in his teeth that he's been munching on. I'm picturing Pumbaa here. I know what you can do. You can go find a horse with that other goblin. Horse? I, horse? Horse? I'm going to grab, I'm going to pull out my sword and just be like, horse, where? Where's horse? As this, as like two people have said horse, the rest of the goblin parties around the bonfire are like, horse, horse, horse! And they kind of start getting like, kind of, there's like a frenzy kind of building up around the, the bonfire. And you hear like, they, then they kind of, some of the guy goblins start, or some of the more tougher goblins start kind of pushing each other a little bit. As this is going on, there's a big slam. As you notice that Chief Gutwad is being brought out on his teeter chair by four goblins straining under the weight of this human-sized chair with a goblin sitting on it. Uh, Slorb is going in front of him. Make way. Make way for Chief. Chief Gutwad. He's so great. He's the best of us. There's no doubt about it. If you didn't notice, he has a chair. And, uh, and they set the teeter chair down in the cordon space near the bonfire. And he has brought a bucket full of whatever can be found in the swamp, uh, some reeds. Uh, he's brought a big bucket of the algae ale that the goblins make. And the festivities kind of begin. And the way the goblin festivities work among the Liptoads, anybody being sent out on a quest has to prove themselves worthy of the quest. And this is done in the form of dares. So as you're all... 
as you're all kind of mingling amongst the crowd, you hear a goblin yell out across the way to Barks. Barks! Yes. It's time to be proving yourself. Yes, I would love to prove myself for Prince Gutwad. Buttwad. Wait, no, I, Gutwad. I dare you to dance with Squealing Nord. Okay, which one's Squealing Nord? So as the challenge is made, all the other goblins go... Oh. I'm just picturing really the scene Lord. in Toy Story with all the aliens. Sorry. <laughs> 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 So, you know Squealy Nord to be a fearsome boar who lives in a muddy pit uh, in the middle of the virid, in the middle of the village. Uh, it's actually right next to uh, the goblin baby cages where all the babies are kept. But in, in reality, Nord is an hyperactive pig. He's not, a, <laughs> he's not a, a warthog or a boar. He escaped from a nearby farm, and the goblins have pinned him up. Now, he does only eat dead goblins, so you're not in any danger. But your particular, your particular challenge is to ride on Squealing Nord for 18 seconds. You take the dare. Yep. Yes, I do. I'll okay. take the dare. So as, as, you, as they part, the goblins part like a sea to lead the way to the pen where the ferocious Squealing Nord is kept. And they start chanting, Nord, 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 as you get closer and closer to it. And some people start beating their 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 shields made out of bark that they've ripped off of trees. And as you approach the pen, you see a large pink standard pig <laughs> tied up to the edge of the pen, just snorting and rooting in the mud. How important is this pig to the tribe? <laughs> Don't just kill it, Travis. You're not a murder <laughs> goblin. Um, so... I want to know what kind of trouble I would be looking at if I were to do things. What Generally, kind of work things. Okay. There's, I just there's... want to know. Squealy Nord, Squealy Nord is highly revered. Okay. Squeal, Squealy Nord is... Little Sebastian. He's little <laughs> Sebastian from Parks and Recreation. Got it. But on top of that, he's also the uh, the only form of of mortuary services that the goblins have. So okay. uh, this is where dead goblins go to be reunited with the earth. We'll say. Okay. Then I will take off the my sheath, set the sword and my shield off to the side, so I don't accidentally hurt the hurt the pig and I'm going to just walk into the gate and approach the pig and just pet its head. Hi big piggy, how are you? He kind of snorts at you and you kind of pull your arm back like, I mean he does eat goblins like you don't know that he won't eat a live goblin you know? So I think you kind of pull your your arm back a little bit and uh, there's a goblin who's kind of the, the uh, caretaker of Squealy Nord and he he helps you up onto the goblin, or up onto the onto Squealy Nord. There's a countdown from is, five. Is this four, how pigs dance? That guy said I was supposed to dance with him. Three. I'm just thinking two, that to myself. And one. And as they do that, somebody slaps him on his hindquarters, <laughs> and the pig lets out a, 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 a high-pitched squeal. 
and he takes off running around the pen trying to to flip you off. Um, I need from you an athletics or or acrobatics check to see if you can stay on for this round. Acrobatics is oh my god Darks. a nine and the, oh my god that's with a plus five so that was a four roll. <laughs> so with a nine immediately like you're jerked back and you're holding on tight and the pig starts kind of flailing and uh you fall to the side of it like the reins on it aren't very well tied so you're like hanging on the side and you kind of grab and you're able to pull yourself up back barely you're able to hang on for a couple seconds and it's time for second check this time i want you to make a strength check for me five god that was a three wow my rolls today as as you try and make a grab around its neck your arms just do not meet around this giant Sal's Ooh, this body. Big, oh, this pig had a big neck. Okay, that's not what I thought you said. Um, <laughs> so uh, it kicks and it rears its back legs, and, and you go flying off it into the mud. Uh, you can give me a dex check to see if you're able to keep a, an arm held onto it. That mud and that dirt feels good. Nice and cool. Dirty. Nice. With a 13, as you go flying off of it, you're able to grab it by the ear. <laughs> yes. And, and you're able to pull yourself back onto it. The Squealy Nord is doing what he got named after. He is squealing as loud <laughs> as he can. And at this point, he's trying to, like, kind of bite you. Like, he's trying to, like, nip at your legs. Uh, I need you to give me a acrobatics check to see if you're able to avoid the nips. Christ. It's a six, but it was a crit one. Avoid the nips. Uh, uh, nips. Dude, so, uh, with a With a critical one, he's able to get a nip onto your leg. Uh, you take one point of damage as he takes a bite out of your leg. Uh, but you are able to hold on, and you just grab onto those ears as hard as you can. Um... He has a little tuft of hair on the top of his head, and you bite down on the hairs to try and hold on as hard as you can. And mm -hmm. as the rest of the goblins are watching and they're counting down, three, two, one, the whole place goes into cheers as you have danced successfully with Squealing oh. Horde. The, the whole place is applauding. Chief Gutwad says, says to you, as a reward for dancing with Skrilling Nord, you get Potion Fire Breath. Ooh. Ooh. And I will... You get one Potion of Fire Breath. Ooh. Nice. After drinking this potion, you can use a bonus action to exhale fire at a target within 30 feet of you. The target must make a DC 13 dexterity saving throw, taking 4d6 fire damage on a failed save. Wow. That's freaking huge. Yeah. Uh, we're level one yeah. characters, by the way, guys. We're level yes. one. I don't know if we mentioned that. That's, that's an insta-kill right there. <laughs> so, uh... I'm gonna, I'm gonna elbow the goblin next to me, and uh, that's, that's why he was chosen for... One of, he's gonna be one of the heroes. He's gonna look at you and say... Aren't you one of the heroes? Well, yes, but... I mean, my time will come. 
Oh. Overhearing that, I'm going to be, he really wasn't all that good, okay? He almost fell off twice. I would like to try and shake off the mud that I got all over me and hope that some of it hits her. Uh, give, me a, give me a dexterity. Are you Dex- aiming to hit her? Like, without uh, yeah. throwing? Yeah, okay. uh, not, maybe not intentionally give throwing. Me a, g- but... g- g- give me a dexterity uh, roll. 20. Oh, with, with a 20. <laughs> as she's like, he wasn't very good. As you say that, you get a face full of mud uh, as, as Barks just shaking it all off. <laughs> uh, Barks, excuse me. I'll pull. I'll pull out. I'm a not little in your leg. way. Why are you? Why are you asking me to excuse me? Because I'm not in your way. I'll pull out a little square of cloth that I have, kind of tucked in, and extend and I'm it gonna out. like rip and it I'll, out of. I'll drop it before you <gasps> grab it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'll extend it out, and I see your hand coming. I'll let go of it. I don't need your stupid cloth, and I'll pick up the coat I was. <laughs> and like wipe my face off, and I'm gonna like rage at that point. <laughs> this ends well. Oh my god. <laughs> this ends well. Um, Alright, so uh, in, what do you look like in your in your enraged state? What my happened? hands are like clutched and they're to the side and like like a little kid like oh <laughs> <laughs> like that. <laughs> okay. So as as that's going on, there's some of those doting goblins. One of them's going to say, you know, you're very beautiful when you're angry. I'm gonna punch him, oh, like square in the nose. I'm just imagining one of those cartoon punches roll. that just off to the side <laughs> and go flying. Roll, roll a strength, <clears throat> roll a strength check for me. Uh, strength check, nine. Oh, <laughs> so, uh, don't you get more for that because you're raging? You get you two know. plus advantage. You get advantage. So on a seventeen. Yeah, as he says, you know, you're very beautiful when you're angry. Um, and he's, you're just going to, just like Travis said, just like in a cartoon, just kapow without even looking. Uh, you can roll one d four for damage. That's roll d four four. So since you're in a rage state, uh, that is eight points of damage. You have broken this uh, goblin's jaw. Yes. <laughs> And he's going to fall to the ground, just screaming. And as he's pulled away, he's going to say, Oh, I still I'm, love you! I'm going to I'm gonna be the one that kind of pulls him away and tends to him right away. Okay. Oh, it's, it's okay. Why did... That stupid broken jaw doesn't make you look any better. Just get over yourself. <laughs> I don't respond like she's the nicest old lady. <laughs> she's just going to, she's just going to like set it back into place. And then just sit him up against like a stump somewhere. Uh, so um, some of <clears throat> some of his buddies go to console him, and they're like, "Hey, that was a good try. Like, I I, I think she likes you." Oh, you do. Uh, I'm never gonna wash this jaw again. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so you're a goblin. He wouldn't anyway. So gulp. As as this is going on, the one goblin that was talking to you is going to say, "Hey, you have to do dare, man." He's he's going to say, "I dare you. You need a bag of bull slugs really quickly." Of course, I I, I love bull slugs. Easy. Uh, Except this dare. Where are these slugs? So in your bravado. Oh. No no goblins like black slugs. Oh damn it. Slugs. Uh, they taste. <laughs> 
they are they are the the they are the pickled eggs of Goblin World. <laughs> okay, so there's something that is commonly found when it's time to drink, but nobody really touches them. Uh. They're, they're in a basket somewhere. So as the 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 announcement is made to the rest of the group, uh, the crowd starts chanting slugs, 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 slugs. 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 <laughs> hey, I'm part of the crowd too. Damn it. <laughs> So uh, bull slugs are black, wriggling <laughs> slugs the size of sausages. Uh, even among goblins, they're considered particularly foul-tasting. And because of the large amounts of slime that they exude, they're very difficult to chew. A, uh, they bring out a covered wicker basket. You recognize it as one of your baskets. Look at, look at that basket. They, it's, it's, a, it's a very ornate basket. It has it has a a lid that has been um, tied on with some some twine that you've made, so the lid actually can be lifted, <clears throat> and it still hangs onto the basket. It's exceptional work yeah. for goblins. Nice. Uh, you really put your brain into that one. Fitting for you know the the basket for slugs. Of course, it's got to look nice. Yeah. So they bring out the wicker basket containing the slug bag. It's brought before you along with a napkin made out of a leaf. You have one minute to eat an entire bag of bull slugs to win this dare. There are five slugs in the bag. To eat one, you have to make a constitution save. All right. Uh, so as you're staring at these, when it says that they're sausage-sized, you know, like you know the you know the summer like the summer sausage that there's always out at Christmas time with like the the really yeah. shitty cheese, like you, every like everybody's dad everybody's dad got it for as a gift from somebody. Yeah. Okay, it's like that. Like this thing is a tube of slug. You pick the first one up in your hand, and it immediately starts like oozing slime out of every pore of its body. It smells. Like belly button, you pinch your nose. You uh, no, it. not for the not no. for this one. I'm gonna try to try to go at it like right. confident. Yeah. All right. It. So as the crowd is chanting, slug, standing tall, slug. Tell me what you're doing. So are they are all five laid out on? They're all five in the slug bag inside the okay. slug basket. Yeah, I'm gonna just reach in, kind of looking at the crowd, kind of going, yeah, you know, pull one out, and I'm just gonna throw it in and eat it as fast as would it take multiple bites or could i eat it in one you tell me how you want to try and yeah i'm gonna try i'm this. gonna try to uh, gulp it down all right Do give, me, give me a constitution give me a right. constitution save please all right come on skull splitter that's uh 13 don't fuck me go 12 plus one with a 13 you get about half to two-thirds of it in your mouth. Oh it is, oh it is more than you could possibly take. Oh uh, <laughs> can I you could, you could decide can I what bite to do. down at that point? Kylie got it. And just try to swallow what's in there. You can uh yes, you can you can you can you can bite down on it. You take yeah. a bite out of it. Give me another constitution oh, saving throw. Uh that's uh that's an 18. With an 18, you're able to swallow the two-thirds that you have in your mouth. It starts spitting this like black liquid, 
um, and it's like collecting at like the corners of your mouth. Uh, the the third you have left of it, you're able to throw it in as well. Okay. And you're able to swallow your first one. See, I, I told you they're not that bad. As you say that, your stomach starts turning. Oh, God. The crowd is like, oh. <laughs> this is a big fucking deal. This is, this is some Fear Factor shit. Alright, this time I'm going in. I'm not going to look at it. And I'm going to try to do it in two bites. Okay. So half in, bite down, and then second half immediately after that. You close your eyes, you take a deep breath. Give me a I constitution. Don't, I don't want to make eye contact with it. Give me a constitution save. Oh, shit. That's a one. <laughs> Plus one. So a two. That's a two, guys. That, 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 third, that third that you had bit off, it kind of comes oh, back up a little bit. And uh, <laughs> Second breakfast. You can... Uh, oh, how do I want to do this? <laughs> Damn it. Uh, you can give me a... Uh, give me another constitution save. Let's see if you're able to keep it down. Uh, that's an 18. All right. Uh, you're able to swallow it back down, uh, as well as the bites you have in your mouth okay. from having bitten on it. So you're at one and a half completed. Oh, in, this is impossible. In three <laughs> rounds. You have ten rounds. All so right. seven more rounds to go. Second give me, half. Give me a save. Second half of the second one. That's a 19 plus one. No problem. Yeah. You get that second steal to your gut. <sighs> swallow it down. I got... Like, my eyes are watering big time. My nostrils are kind of flaring out a little bit. They stink. Slugger Next one. Next one. This time, I'm pinching my nose. Like, reach it in. Eyes closed. Pinching nose. Uh, that's another 19 plus one. So as you pinch your nose, you failed to clean off the ooze that was on there. And now you've got, like, a bunch of it on your face. Um, but you're able to kind of lift it up in the air and drop it in. Oh, just you swallow this one in one bite. Right. I don't even know how you did it. But I'll, you put, it I'll, I'll put up a bit. Three fingers up in the air. Three down. You're at what? Five rounds left? I think so. Five rounds to do two, two more. Alright, here it goes. Number four. Uh, that's a four. Yeah. Uh, you pick up this next one and you're just the thought of another one of these things entering into your mouth is no. <laughs> Do they do they have like the the eye stalks yes. that come out? Yes, so yeah, as I'm as I'm putting it in the eye stalks, I get all and tickle the roof of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Just totally like so. Yeah, it's I I imagine I didn't even get it a bite down. Okay, and the whole crowd is just on the edge of their seat, like everybody's silent. Like this is the most amazing thing they've ever seen. Uh, go ahead and give me another one. We're down to four rounds. All right, that's uh that's a nineteen total. You turn it around, acid. And you're able to power it down so you don't have to worry about the little spindly things. Hey, it, it helps if you start with the anus. Uh, <laughs> Tickle a little bit. Three. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to eyes closed, nose pinched. Here it goes. Uh, Joe, that's another 19. No joke. God damn, man. I'm not oh, Your stomach is just, it is so full. That you know that feeling when you start getting it's like the meat sweats. You have slug yeah. sweats going on right now, and uh, you're able to swallow your fifth one. And as you do, there's a moment where like you have your head down, and everybody's wondering, "Is like, is he going to vomit? Is yeah. he going to vomit?" I come up, open the mouth, and like everybody loses their goddamn mind. They go fucking nuts. They're screaming. You've done it. 
What's uh, what's the name of the the drink the the pond swill? Uh, is that out? I, I, yeah. they, they don't okay. really have a name for it, but it's al just algae ale. What what water algae ale something? I'm asking the guy next to me that I've been kind of talking to. Water. Uh, what? Yeah, some... he'll yeah he'll ha he'll hand you a he'll hand you a cup uh, full of the algae ale for you to polish this down with. Yeah, and I'll I'll take a take a big drink, kind of swish it around in my mouth a little bit. Yeah, spit a little bit out and then swallow whatever's left. Kind of like with the pickled eggs, you find that with a little ale, it's actually not as bad as you thought it was going to be. That's that's why I'm a hero. Why I'm a hero. Number <laughs> one hero. <laughs> uh, Chief Gutwad is going to say, for successfully passing the Bullslug Challenge, Ooh, you gain the Gorge of Gluttons. What? He's going to reach from somewhere behind his girthy body. You didn't even notice that he has a sword <laughs> sheathed to him. He's going to unbuckle it and throw it to you. This is the Gorge of Gluttons. It is It is a dog slicer. It is oh, yeah. a plus, plus one. Plus, no, plus ten like, power sword? It is, as in dogs, the scourge of the goblin community. Uh, this is a plus one magical short sword. It does 2d6 Whoa. damage on a crit of 15 or higher to dog creatures. All right. Jeez. So as this is all going on, Jaina... It's gonna be the best one. One of a one of <laughs> one of one of your uh, your star-crossed lovers is going to say, "You know, I I I can nominate you for a dare. Do, do you do you want to do a dare? You have to do a dare." I mean, I guess so. And before you can even finish saying it, as you get, I guess he's gonna yell out, <clears throat> "I do you play hide and get club to what?" The rest of the crowd says, "Clubbed, clubbed, clubbed." Clubbed as they start chanting. This is the Whoa. goblin version of hide and seek. <laughs> the dare taker has to rush off into the marsh without any weapons and attempt to find a good hiding spot. The other goblins try and find him, and if they do, the finder is allowed to whack the hidden goblin with a club. Okay. So as the as the crowd starts chanting, club, club, club. You look around. You need to. You need to take off. What, you what, what do I see? Everyone is staring at you chanting club, club, club in front of you. Behind you is the gate out of uh, the Lictoad village. All right. I'll take off around the... It's, it's, can everybody watch me or the people who are catching me can't watch me? Uh, there, there's, so there's walls around the village. Once you get out past the gate, mm -hmm. they won't be able to see where you've hidden. Um, it, I mean, they're goblins, but they're not cheats. Like they're going to, they're going to honor the 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 code. Of, the code of uh, hide and seek. Of, <laughs> yeah. of, of hide, hide or get clubbed. You know, this is this is a sacred tradition among goblins. So they're they're going to give you time to hide. Um, why don't you give me a stealth check to see how good of a job you do at hiding? Um. <laughs> Sorry, my mouse is not wanting to cooperate. If only you were rolling with skull splitter dice. That's true. <clears throat> I was not doing that. Ooh. 18. Or 18. 18. So what so. I wanted... I guess I can't say 
after. No. It's fine. No, t- what no, I wanted t- to t- do t- was kind of hide like on the outside of the wall. And then when the people go by, I want to go back in and try to hide right behind the king. So like if they were to take a hit at me, they might hit him. Like <laughs> that's where I want to hide. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so you hide right around the edge of the gate and, uh, as, as the, you know, they count to 50 or however high goblins can count, uh, they, they come running out of the village with a bunch of branches and clubs that they've, that they have clearly, they've been kind of, you know how wood gets kind of polished look if it's been used a whole bunch? These clubs are part of this like hide and get club game for like years and years and years. So these things have been polished from so many people having used them to smack other goblins in this in this ritual game. Um, as they come running out, you hear a couple and say, "Yeah, come on, let's get her! Yeah, got her!" And uh, they're gonna go running out. Uh, you are free to goblins, stupid boys. As you as they come running out, you notice that there are nine goblins who are searching for you. You make your way back into the village. You hide yourself behind. Uh, Chief Gutwad's throne. Slorb is very upset by this. <laughs> and he's like, no, did, did, did you happen to see the ropes? Um, you're not you're not supposed to cross cross the ropes. <laughs> um, you're gonna give me away and that's against oh, the rules. Listen, no, this is this is uh this is his portliness's spot. You're not supposed to be here. Uh, I need I need to ask you to leave. And he's just going to continue pestering you as you're hiding behind Chief Gutwad. Chief Gutwad, can I, like, shut him up so he doesn't give me away? How would you like to do that? Punch him. <laughs> you would like to you would like to punch the advisor to Chief Gutwad. <laughs> I mean, if Chief Gutwad tells me yes, yes. Chief Gutwad is really involved with the slug plate that he's currently enjoying <laughs> a little too much. I'm going to I'm going to deck him. Shut your mouth. All right. Um, <laughs> why don't you? Why don't you give me an, an, an attack roll? It's just a roll. To, like, yeah, just, yeah, strength. Yeah. Why? What? Oops. What am What am I doing wrong? I remember it earlier. Roll. Slash roll. Slash roll. One d twenty. If, if only you had skull splitter dice. Eleven. Am I still raging? Probably not. Uh, we've had a, quite a bit of time yeah. pass. Um, so with an 11, you go to take a swing at him, and he just takes, like, one step back, and he gets to the, uh, to in front of the king, or in front of, uh, Chief Gutwad, and he's going to continue chastising you from there. Like, did, did you really, did you really think that was going to work? Like, I wasn't born yesterday. Chief Gutwad—he's get... ruining the game. The chief's going to look down at you. He's going to belch, and then he's just going to go back to eating his uh, slug plate. So as you're hiding, uh, let's see here. I need to roll some perception checks. <laughs> Chat. He got uh, eighteen, twenty, eighteen, eleven, <laughs> one, four, six, ten, twelve. So all right, gotta play the way the dice the way they roll. So. Uh, <laughs> So the the goblins return and they look kind of sad and dejected like oh man we just we couldn't find her anywhere. No they're like yeah man she is really good at hiding. <laughs> and and as this is going on Slurp's going to be like 
Um, guys, she's over here. They're all gonna raise their clubs up in the air. And then take off running after you. Uh, I'm going to scoot, like, insane, like, pretty much sitting on the king's, like, arm of his throne, so that if they miss me, they hit him. <laughs> Could I perchance grab a club and try and blend in with the crowd as if I was wanting to play along? Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to do that. <laughs> Alright, so you grab your club, and you take off running with the group, and I think you kind of, like, push the other goblins out of the way to be in front of the line. Uh, go ahead and make a, uh, go ahead and make a strength Roll for me, 1d20. King hell, six. With a six, you go to take a swing at her head. You hit Chief Gutwad's throne, and the leg splinters slightly. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Gutwad. I'm sorry about your... Oh, sorry, boo-boo. I'm so bad with your name. The worst heroes. Chief, Chief, Gut, Chief Gutwad is going to, at this point, be like, Enough! No more of this. You not passed there. You have bad luck. You get no prize. Nobody found me. I, they came back and thought I was still hidden. Slorb's going to say, the chief has made himself very clear. You get no prize. Thank you for playing. I'm going to punch him again. Uh, all the goblins. <laughs> Seriously? I mean, Can I use my shield to block it? <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, so I need a uh, dexterity check versus a strength check, please. Dexterity is. I'm making a strength hell check. Hell, a six. That what you said. It's a six. Roll, roll a strength check, Kyla, or uh, Jaina. <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes! With a so, five. Uh, to make this clear, uh, Jaina rolled a five on her, on her, her punch check, Barks rolled a six. On. So as she goes to take a swing at Slorb, uh, Barks is just gonna like call oh, call his cucumber, just like slide his shield into the way, and you punch his shield, and your hand, you know, like your hand, kind of there's like a, your like, hand kind of bounces back from it. Uh, excuse you. Actually, you know that was pretty good. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> Well, I didn't want him to get hurt again. You broke that other guy's jaw, so I had to try and help him. I'm not all bad. I'm not all kill-kill. I'm sometimes shave-shave. All right. Well, you know, you want some ale? I would love some. That sounds tasty. Okay, go get it for us. <sighs> no. <laughs> I'm going to gas somebody uh, else, too. Yeah, one of the many goblins who are fawning over you is like, Oh, you want you ale? Be happy to get you ale. And they they all kind of run away, trying to get you know as many cups of ale as they can to bring back to you. Uh, in the meantime, our final challenger, uh, Crystal, <laughs> the witch doctor. Um, one of the little kids is like, uh, Miss Crystal, would you like to do it there? No, Sonny, I no. I I pick a good one for you. I pick, I dare you to go through the rusty ear binder. And what is that? The goblins all start chanting, rusty, rusty, rusty. Uh, the infamous rusty ear binder is a hollow coil of rusty wires, barrel hoops, bent swords, and thorny branches and vines. the old lady through this? <laughs> <laughs> it's kept behind the moot house when not in use. So named for the fact that it's claimed a number of goblin ears, which are still permanently stuck. To the rusty ear biter. 
Uh, the rest of your biter is both an object of fascination and fear for the Lictodes. This is often used as a proving grounds for the warriors of the Lictode tribe. And today, you face down the rest of your biter. So to get a vision of what this thing is, it is a bramble mess of sharp instruments. Uh, there is a entrance of sort that, that you can tell. Like there's an area where you can get inside it, and then you basically have to crawl your way through it, uh, trying to avoid taking damage. Uh, so what I need from you. So as, as like, you know, Crystal, old gram grandma preps here, she's going to hand her staff with, you know, I, I envision like two skulls hanging off of it to the kid that dared her. And she goes, well, you got go big or go home, right? I know you, I know you can do this, Miss Crystal. I will say Crystal's dexterous as fuck. <laughs> All right. So dexterous, dexterous as fuck, Crystal. You get down, you get down on your hands and knees to find the the way to get into the rusty ear biter. Once you're in there, you notice that, that what you thought was a a pathway through kind of starts narrowing as it goes on, and you start looking for a way through. Why don't you give me a give me a dexterity check to find right. out if make any movement don't don't f me skull splitter <laughs> you got it that's an 18 Woo. so uh you're looking around you're being very cerebral about this um you've seen many people do this over your many years as the, the matron of the goblins and uh you find a a pathway that you think might be a good way to get through this you start crawling your way through nimbly and, and gingerly, being very careful not to, to to get stuck to any of these and definitely not lose any of your ears. Uh, give me a... I think I want a... This is going to sound interesting. I want a sleight of hand check because uh, I, I want to see if you can maneuver these things without... 22! Oh! Damn! With a 22... You start looking at how these are kind of interwoven, and you know the mad scientist goblin who created this thing has woven these together, and nobody's ever been able to figure out how to break this thing apart. You start kind of watching it, and you notice that there seems to be kind of like one piece, kind of like you ever play that game where there's the marbles on top of the the, the sticks, and there's like one stick that's holding everything together. It's like that, and you notice that there's like one piece that's bigger than all the others. And you think if you just kind of slide it to the side, this all might just collapse, and then you'll be out. So as you, with your slide of hand of a 22, you're able to move that piece out, and the rusty ear biter just falls apart. And you're standing there amongst this pile of sharp <laughs> objects. The goblins all are just a gasp. Like, this is insane. Gulp will actually, just, like... Gulp will actually like kick a few rocks on the ground, seeing her succeed with like such so deftly. He's like, "Oh, that's wanted to see her fail just a little bit." I'm the they... goblin version of Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they all start cheering. In fact, Chief Gutwad actually starts clapping. Uh, then he burps, but uh, he was <laughs> clapping. He was very impressed. Chief Gutwad is going to say, 
that most impressive dare I've ever seen. She just bows her head and slowly, you know, crippledly <laughs> walks back over to grab her staff and just puts as much as much weight as possible on it. The uh, the chief actually motions to Slurb and Slurb comes close and they converse for a second. And then Slurb climbs up onto the cheater chair and that robe that was made from the beautiful fabrics, he actually takes it off and gives it to Slurb. Slurb stumbles his way down the chair and comes over to you and says, don't ask me why, but the chief says that you have earned this. And he hand he holds out his hands, and he gives you ooh, ooh, ooh. a robe of useful items. Oh, dude, those are the bomb. So this robe has cloth patches of various shapes and colors covering it. While wearing the robe, you can use an action to rip off one of the patches, causing it to become the object or creature it represents. Once the last patch is removed, the robe becomes an ordinary garment. Or garment. There are four patches left. A ladder, a lantern, a pit, and uh, four potions of healing. All mine. Yeah. Tracy, <laughs> you shouldn't have been all up in my shit. You ain't getting any of these potions of healing. <laughs> as, the, as the festivities go on... <laughs> We caught her, Tracy. I know. <laughs> As the festivities go on, uh, night is of partying is had. The bonfire slowly dies out, and everybody goes to sleep. The next day, you awaken, and Chief Gutwad is at the city, at the village gates, ready to send you on your journey. Slurp says, "The chief wishes you luck in your journeys. Remember." Find the fireworks, or don't come back. You can go now. Yay, let's go kill. And find the boom-booms. <laughs> and with that, we're going to take a 10-minute break. Mm. Sorry. No, yeah. In a, in a second, we're going to get ready. No, yeah, go. let's do it. All right, 10-minute break. We'll I would, be back I in would 10 say, minutes, guys. Yeah, I would say before we go, we do have Skull Splitter in, in the chat tonight, so... You know, their dice has helped me succeed most successfully. Ooh. I would also say be sure to check out their Kickstarter. They still have going. And we got links down below for dice orders if you want. I mean, you can only roll this well with Skull Splitter I mean, dice. the proof is in the pudding. Good yeah. lord. Just say yeah, look at my rolls. My rolls have all been like single digits. They've yeah. had almost 20s and high, high rolls every other time. It's clear proof. Clearly. Exactly. <laughs> Very scientific. So right, we'll it be... is eleven fourteen. Yep. Be back at eleven twenty four. We back. Eastern Ten time. minutes. Official. Yep. Are we right. back? Yeah. No, we're back. Okay. We're back. Welcome, welcome back, everybody. Um, if you if you haven't done so, please scroll up in the chat and see this clip of Travis. It's it, my favorite thing ever. It'll be a good plug for Discord too. The, it's in our Discord in the Dad yeah. uh, Dungeons and Dad Bods channel. You can see it there. If you can't, yeah, I was going to say, if you can't click on, you know, things, be sure to go to Discord and you can click on it there. You know, Timmy Nip says he can't click on it because he's on PS4. All right. Well, let's do this. Let's do this. We're back. Three minutes early, guys. Gals, guys, gals. All right. Uh, so 
a party sets off out of the village gates as the rest of the goblins wave goodbye to you. Um, Jaina, your your little entourage <laughs> is trying to come with you, and the guards are keeping them from doing it. And you set off into the dark marshes. You have about a mile journey, which is no easy task for a goblin in <clears throat> a swamp. Um, there are lots of places where there's deep waters um, or muddy terrain, and it's it's slow going, uh, but eventually you make your way to the spot on the map where there was a, a little crudely drawn ship. A two-masted ship lies mired in the mud of this clearing. It's rigging thick with moss and decorated with lanterns and wind chimes made from goblin skulls and bones. There's a strange kind of whistling sound as the wind rolls through these chimes. Strange writing is faintly visible along the ship's prow, while the soggy, swampy yard that surrounds the wreck is encircled by a rickety wooden fence. A thin curl of smoke wafts up from the chimney that protrudes from an unusual box-like structure near the ship's bow. You find yourself standing outside the gate. And just to set the picture, this is a, a human sailing vessel. Uh, as I said earlier, that we are very inland. We're not near the, the, the coast. Um, so the fact that there is a, a decades-old human sailing boat in the middle of the swamp is kind of puzzling. You know, did a storm throw it here? If it did, it must have been the storm of all storms. Um, but nonetheless, there's a, a, uh, a large wooden two-masted sailboat uh, in the middle of the swamp. What would the party like to do? I'm just going to uh, stare up and say, what in the world is this? Well, that's, and I'm just going to be staring and unable to move, like completely surprised by it. Barks, that's that's called a that's called a ship. A shit? A what? Ship. 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 Can I? Do I see anybody moving? Any inhabitants on the ship? You're welcome to give me a perception check. I would effing love that, Cotton. Uh. Sorry, I'm on the wrong... I'm using D&D Beyond today, and I was on the wrong screen, still trying to figure it out. Uh, you want perception? Yes, please. Uh, that's a 10. A 10. With a 10, uh, you kind of give... As, so as I said, there is the ship. In front of the ship is a yard, like a muddy kind of front, grassy, muddy area, and then there's a rickety fence around that. Um... You kind of give a, a survey of everything. Um, it's clearly lived in. Like, you can see that there's actually some smoke curling up from a chimney stack that seems to be coming out of the ship and then running along one of the masts. Okay. It's a very tall, like, metal or mud. Actually, it's made out of, like, mud chimney. Kind on of, the ship? On the ship. So does it look like the ship is, like, permanently moored here? This ship has been here for many, many, okay. many years. It is covered in moss and vines. Okay. It is It is not moving. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I don't see anybody any other than the smoke. 
Just some smoke coming out of the chimney. And and do we know it, this is the spot on the map that we were supposed to go to? Like that we're at. This and so the map yeah. the map that was in Scribble Face's house <laughs> showed a a ship um, like this, and it was circled with like firework explosions okay. drawn on it. So, to the best of your knowledge, this is where you're supposed to be. <clears throat> well, maybe, maybe we should send in, and I'm going to point to Jaina, her first. Uh, no, you're the one who did so well on your dare. You can go first. No, no response. <laughs> uh, nose goes. Uh, you're going first, then. I... I would, I would gladly go first. Then go. But I think Barks is more suited for this. I'll be right behind you, Barks. Fine, I'll go first. I'm just gonna go grab my grab my my sword and my shield. Do we see a uh, like an opening to walk in from where we're standing? Say that one more time for me. Do we see a clear opening? into yes. the ship from here. Okay. Yeah, there, there, there does appear to be a gate. Um, you can tell because you're standing in front of it. Okay. Um, and there, it, it, is, it doesn't appear to be locked. It just appears to be a, like a rickety picket fence kind of thing. Um, crudely, crudely made fencing. Um, but you can kind of pick it up and, and drag it and open it. Then I will go through the door and start walking in. Come on! I'm gonna be at the very back, just slowly. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm following behind uh, Barks. I guess I'll go in the middle. Okay. You guess. So as our party I of suppose. <laughs> as our party of adventurers starts to make their way into the yard, I guess would be the best word for it. Um, as I said, it was very it's very muddy. And it's almost kind of like an unnatural muddy. This is not just swamp. This has been trampled and uh, walked over many, many, many countless times to the point where it actually kind of looks like a livestock pen. Mm. You make your way uh, about halfway in, and as you're walking through, you start sinking in the mud up to like your, your knees and it becomes hard for all of you to 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 traverse this this land. It, it, should we go back? I can't move my feet. I'm going to look back and and ask Crystal, how are you doing? Uh, or at least look at her and see how she's managing with this since she's older and weaker. I, I would imagine that well. Would you like me to try and carry you? <laughs> no, I'm I'm fine. Okay, I offered, and I'm just going to try and trudge forward as slowly as possible, given how sticky this, this mud is. How, how far do you think the mud goes? The entire yard is mud. And how, how far from, like, where it's solid uh, ground to... Two, 200 feet? 200 feet from... So 200 feet from, the, from, like, the gate to the front of the ship where there's a gangplank that you can... We'll get we'll get to the description of the ship as we get kind of closer to it. Is there any the... like? Oh, sorry. 
Nope, go ahead. Is there any, like, broken pieces of wood from the shipwreck that are near us? Not like, near you at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess it's a good time to kind of describe the ship a little bit. This is a, um, you can tell underneath kind of the moss and the vines that have overgrown on this ship that this is a very ornate ship. Um, it, it, there are lots of, like, you can see kind of uh, there are flashes of carvings and, like, inlays of, of precious metals. Um, there is coming off the front of the ship a gangplank. Um that is the ship is kind of tilted slightly and this gangplank that's coming off from the front of it is kind of down to where you could probably reach up and grab it uh to get onto the ship but there's no actual wood anywhere close around you because you're i mean you're only about 100 100 feet in i say we just keep trying to trudge on so as you continue to slug on you start hearing like a clop, clop kind of noise. The horse. Your boots stuck in mud. And at, at, at first, you don't pay it any attention because you, you're just so used to hearing like the slurpy noises of people's feet and of feet walking. And you slowly start to realize that this this doesn't sound like any goblin feet you've ever heard. From around the corner of the ship comes a giant black and gray mottled horse. He looks at you in the yard. He lets out a terrible whinny and he starts running towards you. Barks. Barks, okay. there's your there's your horse. Horse, horse, horse. I gotta go kill, kill, kill. Gotta go, gotta go. And I'm gonna try and just run and then just I don't know if it's loose enough for me to fall flat on my face or not, but I'd like to do something weird it's like that. Actually time to roll for initiative. <laughs> Yes. Ooh. Oh. So we don't have any tokens. I need to know what everybody, uh, what everybody rolled. I'm and I'll do them in order. So hang on. I have rolled. Okay, Barks. What What did you roll? Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. Gold. 19. Skull splitter, baby. Skull splitter, baby, all day long. All day. All right. Um, where did my thing go? There it is. Uh, Jaina. 16. And Crystal. A tan. A fucking tan. Tan. Fucking Crystal. <laughs> you know what I... Whenever I hear that name, I think of the best friend on uh, Roseanne. <laughs> Crystal. Oh, God. The dumb one. I had an old. Uh... Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. That was uh, that was uh, Tom Arnold's wife mm-hmm. for a while in there. No, no, that's it's a different lady. That's Jackie. Oh, was it? Because I know who you're talking about. It wasn't Jackie. No. Oh, Jackie is Roseanne's sister. All right. Okay. So. Oh, sorry. All right. Back Actually, to it. Uh, stomp the horse. Roll the seventeen. Stomp. Alright, there is there is no room for Roseanne talk in my Goblin game, so just sh- we don't sh- we don't have that kind of time. Just, just shut it. Uh, That's what I call a sticky sitting. situation. Alright. Gulp with a nineteen, you are first in the order. The horse is charging towards oh. you. 
Uh, he is probably about 75 feet away at this point. Oh, that's not good. Um, oh, man, I hate to do that. Uh, yeah, I'm going to... I got a little uh, a sling tied to my, my, my wicker belt. I'm going to undo it, put a little rock in, and I'm going to try to th- sling a little pebble at him. Okay. Uh, so, let's see. That's a 15 to hit. That does hit. All right. 15. Uh, that's six points of, I, I would imagine that's bludgeoning. Make makes sense to me. I'm gonna pull out my yeah, bludgeoning. Bludgeoning. Pull out my trusty Microsoft Windows calculator. Uh, how much spammy points was that? Six points of bludgeoning as this little pebble comes zipping through the air and uh, hits him right between the eyes. All right. It's a little David and Goliath story, you know. All right. The horse, uh, as you kind of whip that. Uh, that pebble from your sling it does hit the horse uh kind of in its neck area and the horse lets out um a, a whinny as in pain as it continues to charge towards you uh next in the order is the horse um he is going to take a dash action uh to get as close as possible um so just to make sure i understand the order we've got barks first Yep. Then we have Gulp and Crystal, or Gulp and Jaina, and then Crystal. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's coming at you from the side, um, and he is going to, since Gulp hit him with that pebble, uh, the horse is going to run up and get right up next to Gulp. Gulp, you look up, and there's this massive horse chest right in front of you with oh. these large legs and hoofs that are covered in mud. Um, that look unkept. The horse itself seems to have like some scarring around its eye. It looks malnourished, like it hasn't ate very well. Um, and that's the end of its turn. Oh, phew. Jaina, you're up. Uh-oh. Can I jump on Gulp's shoulders and then try to jump on the back of the horse? Or onto the horse? Yeah, you can give me you can give me an acrobatics check. Uh, I think the acrobatics check is going to be a disadvantage because uh, you were doing that off of off of gold. You said, mm-hmm. okay. yeah. Uh, without any kind of warning, he's not in any position to to help. So you can give me an acrobatics check with disadvantage. Uh, I mean, oh, you did already. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, with so with a nine, um, you attempt to hop on the gulp's back, and I think him not being prepared for it, he kind of flinches like this, to, you know, not knowing what's there, and uh, you fall into the mud. And that's the end of your turn. Gulp, that wasn't very helpful, you know. Uh, warn me next time. <clears throat> <clears throat> All right, Barks, it is your turn. So this horse is pretty close to me within melee range already, given his movement That's, towards us, right? I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you guys were all pretty close together. I would say, I would imagine so. Yeah, I would say you're Maybe in melee range. Maybe a little further. Okay, I am just going to 
take the sword and I'm just going to try and stab it straight into the whatever part of the chest I can right in front of me. Okay. Uh, the chest of that is. That's a 12. Uh, a 12 does hit. Oh my. Didn't see that coming. Whoa. All right. And it's uh, four points of slashing damage. Right, right to the chest. So as you take out your sword, um, is your sword is it is it a large it's a is it it's a, a long, long sword. sword okay so like a human short sword uh that you're that you're <laughs> yep. holding and, and trying to wield and you're able to like as you kind of stumble forward you're able to point it out as you run it into him and uh you're able to do four points of damage anything mm-hmm. else uh no that's that's good for now um unless i can like try and help um jaina up yeah, you can use your, use your movement to punch it I want to try and help her out. That's fine. My dogs. All right, so a- after you are able to... to uh, Bark, that you... was pretty good. Why, thank you. This this horse is pretty big. I didn't want anybody to get trampled. I Why, just... I mean, you might just be the hero, Bark. <laughs> well, was she? <laughs> There's that red face we've been looking for. (laughs) It only took two hours. It happened. It only took two hours, but there, it has happened officially for the evening. Uh, Crystal, you're up. Um, I'm going to kind of just start shaking my staff and mutter some words that y'all don't hear or understand. What? But I'm gonna I'm gonna cast Toll of the Dead. Toll of the Dead. I will say okay. I will say I didn't roll my skull splitter dice. I clicked the button in roll twenty. And roll twenty's fighting back. They're fighting skull splitter right now. It's a head to head. It's a crit. It's a twenty three. Natural twenty. Ouch. And that does a lot of damage to your horse. Damage. So yeah, you do like extra damage. How. uh... God damn it! You squashed. How, like, how would you like this to die? I, I, I would just want like it, to announce. Oh, sorry. No, I want it to fall on Jaina. I want it to be like charging, and then it just like its head, like it has the sound of the toll of the dead, and then it just like falls into the mud and slides into Jaina. Can I use my shield to try and protect us? Because I assume I'm close enough to get hit by that too, so they helped her pick her up. You uh, it's not your turn in order. Uh, so um, so uh, you, you start kind of shaking your, your staff and you kind of do a little like, goblin dance and you say some words. And as you say that, um, there's this large bell gong sound and the horse's legs, it, ha- it, it, it rears up like it's a pre- preparing to stomp down onto gulp. And its back legs just give out from it as its heart kind of just seizes and explodes in its chest. The horse falls into the mud and it rolls and bumps Jaina and she falls onto her butt back into the mud. (laughs) (laughs) Win for the good guy. I'm sorry. Dear, are you okay? And I'm going to go I'm gonna go just give her the end of my staff to help her up. Uh, I'm gonna like whack it out of the way and just get up. 
Another character you're getting whacked back, but not with Crystal. She's too nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you guys, uh, you guys nuked my uh, my horse monster. Level one, baby. Level nice. one. <laughs> I I have learned, and I will adapt, and I will evolve. Oh no. Uh, so you yeah, find baby. yourself. You continue to trudge through the yard as you approach the ship. You now find yourself standing in front of the gangplank that is hanging off of the main deck, uh, and it is low enough that you can reach up and grab it uh, without too much of a jump. Uh, you can climb onto the ship that way, or you can explore. I feel like you want us to explore. I'm going to climb onto the ship. I'm climbing up the ship. Yep, ship is uh, the place to be. Okay, so let me, I'll give you the description first, and then you a vine-choked gangplank with a mossy handrail descends sharply from the ship's bow to the muddy ground below. One handrail seems to be encrusted with a large ball of dried mud. So, uh, Bark, you said you're jumping up there? Yep. All right. Uh, no checks needed. Uh, you're able to jump and grab onto it. Uh, being the fighter and warrior that you are, you have no trouble making your way up to the top, <laughs> top of it. Uh, it is about 15 feet, the gangplank is. Um, you're currently standing on the end of it. Uh, you, with, from here, you get a better look at what the, the upper deck of the ship looks like. The main deck of the shipwreck is cluttered with objects both natural and artificial. Thick swaths of leafy vines grow over the deck, and shiny green patches of algae and moss grow where the vines do not. The central cabin's roof has a wide edge, creating a canopied walkway along the ship's sides. A flight of steps up to the roof of the ship's main cabin. Uh, the entrance to which is blocked by a door decorated by a large number of rodent and bird skulls. A smoking stovepipe chimney extends up from the ship's highest point above. What would you, what's everybody doing? Excuse me, dear. Will you help me up here? And I'm going to... Uh, motion to Jaina. By that you mean you're gonna help me up there, right? Well, once I get up there, I'll I'll help you. Uh, no. Go, As go. you guys are doing that, you'll see my hand just come down. Okay, and from, I'll, I'll yeah, take it. The plank. And, and I'll uh. And once once gulp's done, I'll I'll hand my staff down. So so as as gulp barks and crystal get onto the gangplank, uh, the weight of it pulls the vines taut that were kind of have grown around it. The large ball of dried mud becomes dislodged oh, and it starts to fall to the ground. Um, I'm Jaina. Jaina. kills her. Jaina, you can give... <laughs> You're the only one on the bottom. Would you like to do anything about the large ball of mud that's falling onto the ground? Avoid it. <laughs> okay. So as you're watching and looking up, you see the ball of dried mud fall off, and you make like just a very casual sidestep to the side, like just enough, just one step to the side, and it falls into the mud next to you. Nothing happens. You can Don't use you. that to step up. I'll still hold yeah, my I'm step gonna up. use it to step up. As you step, oh, why would you the do it? Why? Clear trap. <laughs> it uh, it caves in a little bit, 
And you are suddenly aware of a buzzing and humming sound in the air. (laughs) You have stepped onto a wasp's nest. I need everyone in the party to give me a constitution save. Aye, 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 aye. Oh, 21. 17. Skull Splitter. 13. You fucked me. Chris, Constitution, you said? Yes. Six. Okay. So Chris, as the dead. wasps. Okay. So, uh, Jaina, Gulp, and Barks, you all pass. Um, let's see. Let me roll my damage. All right. So, as the wasps begin to swarm around you, um, you're all able to kind of resist any kind of. You all kind of get stung, but this isn't the first time any of you have been stung by wasps. However, Crystal, you seem to be slightly allergic. Oh, fuck. Uh, you take four points of damage. Your face begins to swell up a little slightly. The uh, the wasps kind of buzz around angrily around the gangplank. What is the party doing? Uh, Can I? I want to cast infestation to kind of my own uh, set of wasps (laughs) to kind of counteract and start attacking these wasps. Okay. Uh, I cause a cloud of uh, like-minded wasps, kind of the same as what I see there, to appear, and uh, they have to make a constitution save or take some poison damage, but mostly just to kind of, maybe flavor-wise, to interact with them to kind of give us time to move up. Yeah, I like uh, it. So as you introduce uh, your swarm, the, the, the two wasp armies kind of start you know, clashing with each other. And the ball of motion and frenzy that is now kind of swirling underneath the gangplank starts to move away as the fight goes on among these two groups of wasps. Uh, And I think we're pretty clear of the wasps from now on. Hurry up, get up, let's go. And I'll, uh, I'll finish pulling Crystal up and then with Crystal's staff in my hand, I'll put my hand down there as well to pull up. Uh, Jaina, Jaina, right? If you go, we go. I'm going to pull a potion patch off and roll some hit, hit points back, man. The potion patch? Okay. Yeah, so... so is it four you, individual or is it one with four? You will end up with four potions right now. Okay. I'll just put them all in okay. my pack. Except the so as as you as you rip off an elbow that was like on the elbow, you rip off the patch, and as you do that, uh, you place it on the ground, and four uh, regular healing potions kind of materialize where that patch used to be. And then I'm going to take one, chug it. Uh, that's okay. Two D four plus two. Two D four plus two. Yeah, while you're doing that, I'll I'll druid craft some mud and start. I'm gonna start like putting them on my bee stings, kind of like baking soda. Just kind of. You really enjoy that druid crafting. I love it. I mean, it went from the other campaign into here. That's cool. Yeah, it's it's gonna be the. I enjoy it too. When when Jaina dies, we'll create her some flowers. No big deal. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm gonna go ahead and jump up there with everybody. Okay. So I'm imagining you guys are making your way off to the gangplank onto the main deck. Um, so to get the picture, uh, you are on towards the front of it. And I don't know my sailing terms. I don't know stern and aft and bow and port. So my apologies. Um, the So you're on the left-hand side of the boat. Um, there is a door into the innards of the ship. And that seems to be where the chimney is coming from with the billowing smoke. Uh, there does appear to be a path up the rigging. Two rickety wooden platforms, crow's nests, sit on the masts 10 feet above the ship's deck below. Each is linked by a pair of thick ropes, and additional ropes hang down from the platform on the sternmost mast to the deck. Attached to the bottom of each of the masts is a mangy dog. Oh, Ooh, dog. Doggy. I got the Ew. sword. The dogs seem to be kind of barking at you. Um, but they're they they're not doing anything at the moment. They're just barking. What would you guys like to do? How many dogs are there? One dog, chained to each mast. One dog. There's two masts. Uh, well, that is correct. We should probably kill these dogs. That's what they told us to do. That's we are go 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 go. Gutlad told us to go kill them, so we gotta go kill them. He told us to kill everything we saw. So I'm, I'm gonna, gonna grab my sword and just run up yep. and try and kill, hit the one of them. I'll unsheathe the dog slicer and head to the the. Uh, is there another one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, dogs. I'll head to the to the opposite one. And I'm gonna right. run at him with my great axe. All right, I will allow Gulp and Barks to have a surprise round, and then we will roll initiative. Okay. Whew. 16. Uh, so I get a plus one magical sword. So that's going to be plus five to hit. Uh, that's a 10 to hit. And I had a 15 to hit. All right. Um, I keep wanting to call you Binks. Uh, <laughs> so, so Gulp, as, as you go to take your attack with the, um, the dog slicer, uh, the dog is able to kind of nimbly avoid uh, your your swing. Damn. However, barks uh, again with your long sword that's too heavy for you. I think <laughs> you kind of get a running start, and then you kind of trip up, and you're able to fall forward, and you're able to find purchase with the dog. Go ahead and roll damage. Seven points. All right. Yeah. So you catch it kind of on its back, kind of front leg. Um, and the dog lets out a, a, a scream, uh, no. kind of a whelp. Um, so let's go ahead and roll initiative. Uh, Crystal, you said you rolled a 16? Yep. Same. Okay. Same uh, Gulp is a 16. Eight. Okay, Jaina is six. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barks is eight. Crystal, what's your dex modifier? Tris. Hmm. You got me. Dude, she's, I told you she's dexterous AF, bro. She's got 17. Ooh, mine's 16. 17. You can just feel the girth of this dice betwixt my hands. I know, I love it. 14. And 2 2. 
<sighs> I feel like there's some little hanging sorry, for jokes sorry. on that one, but... <laughs> oh, wait, no, 22. Oh, Tickletooth? Tickletooth got a 22? Tickletooth rolled a 22. What? All right. So, uh, with a 22, Tickletooth is the highest. Uh, that is the dog that is closest to Gulp. So, um, as you have taken the swipe with your sword, I think you step back to try and get out of its chain, uh, out of its reach. The dog makes a lunge at you, and it, and it pulls the chain taut. Uh, let's see. Is this to me? Yes. So the dog okay. is pulling the chain taut with an 18. Ugh. As the chain is pulled taut, the dog is able to break this ancient, decrepit chain. Okay. It lunges at you and takes a bite. That's Ooh. a 15. That just uh. hits. Ooh. Damn. That's a 14 damage. You live I'm going to die right now. Oh, that shit. Is- as the dog takes a bite at you, it gets a it gets a, a hold of your arm, and it does six points of piercing damage. Uh, but it is your <laughs> what? What? I no? just see like the dog shaking the goblin. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like a shark with a human. He's trying to wow. <laughs> uh, gulp, you're up. Do I have to do the? Are we doing the strength saver now? That's fine. I'm not, I no, that's shut up. What are you... <laughs> shut up! Um, I am going to... Uh, yeah, same. As I'm on, like, try to get my... I have a I have a wooden shield that's made of, like, three planks of bark that are woven together with some, uh, with some twine. I'm going to try to slide that in between the dog and myself and then to take the dog slicer and just try to go around the shield and, uh, and hit it that way. And not die. Uh... Fart. That's a thirteen to hit. Thirteen hits. Oh, this thing crits on a twenty or on a fifteen, but can't do that. Uh, that's going to be uh, five points of slashing damage. Okay, so you're able to make purchase with uh, Tickletooth. Uh, <laughs> you kind of get in a, a a slash across its rib cage. The dog l- lets out a scream. Uh, you do notice at this time too, taking the slash. The dog looks very emaciated, like it's not oh. been fed properly. Um, these dogs are ravenous and feral. Uh, They're so cute. See. I don't want to attack them. Crystal, it's your turn. I totally don't want to attack them. I feel like Crystal would want to befriend them oh, and give them some jerky or Werthers or what are those little strawberry candies with the jelly in the yeah. middle? I feel Just like hard candies or the root beer barrels. Yeah, root beer I feel barrels. like old oh, people have goodness. have those. Um, <sighs> yeah, 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 yeah. What do I want to do? I'll just cast wax Tol- bottles. Tolls are dead. On that's which one? The one that's fighting a gulpy. Yes, okay. please. Tickle tooth. Uh, yeah, tickle That's a fifteen plus three. That's an eighteen. That definitely hits. And it is damaged. Correct. It is damaged. It's a 1D, a 12. That's a 9, baby. All right. Fucking burn these things. Woo! So, uh, as as the dog has bit Gulp, um, you again start shaking your stick, and you do a little bit of of a hop and dance, and you say some words, and the dog just starts... You can tell that it's like 
its body is aging in front of you. It is looking really bad. Yeah. Anything else? Um, I want to move on the. So they're chained up, right? How long? Yeah, can I see uh, how long the, that chain is? Tickletooth broke it. Tickletooth has broken his chain. The chain seems to be about ten feet long. I want to stand. So if it went mast mast, I want to stand on the far side of Tickletooth, opposite of Gulp. Okay. So you flank completely around, um, and you're now standing behind Tickletooth uh, with Gulp on the other side. Uh, turning to the other dog, Scab Tongue. Uh, this dog has a blue eye and a black eye, uh, and it's, again, very emaciated. It is going to pull its chain taut, and it is going to try and break its chain. With a 12, it's not able to. Uh, it's just at the edge of its chain, biting and snapping at Barks. Uh, speaking of Barks, it is your turn. I'm just going to take the uh, make sure, move within range to hit him with the sword and just double-handed slash him with the, with the sword. Okay. Which is the wrong sword. Uh, there we go. 23. That definitely hits. And 12 points of damage. What? Woof! With 12 points of damage, you how would you like to kill this thing? Oh god, it's a dog. Yeah. Uh, um Yay, I get to kill something. As as humanely um, as possible. No, I'm just gonna go right at its head and or neck and just try and cut right through it. Okay. So the dog makes one last attempt to break the chain, and as it gets to the edge of its chain, you're there to meet it with your sword and you lop its head off. Poor doggy. But I got to kill something. I get a little excited. Scab tongue has met his end. Anything else? Mm-hmm. You have like a- uh, no, I think I'm good. All right, Jane, it's your turn. I'm going to take a swing of that other dog with my great axe. Okay, so you run up, uh, and at this point we're office pace style smacking down the fax <laughs> machine. And you take a stab with your axe. Go ahead and make an attack roll. 19! At the 19, oh, tell me how you want it to die. Right. Um, I'm going to literally, like, step over the top of Gulp again and just, like, come down on top of its head. Okay. So, this point, at this point, not being in the mud and Gulp being a little more about his wits, you're able to basically run up the back of him and jump off of his shoulder and come down on top of the dog, cutting it completely in half. Oh. Oh. And with that, we're out of order. Gross. So so far, so good. That was a good kill there, Jada. Uh, I know. (laughs) I know. (laughs) So let's go find this stuff and get out of here. Hey, hey, uh, Crystal, you got any of those uh, healing patches? Um... Yeah, yeah, I have one left. Oh, man. Gonna hang behind. I'll uh, I'll pull one out and hand it to her, or to him. Oof. Sorry. What it? What is it? Is it it's a D four? Two D four plus two. That's a four six. That heals me. I only have to roll one. Here, here's an. 
idea for Skull Splitter, make the little potion and little potion dice that go into it. So you just pop it and you roll your little potion dice. It's amazing. I've seen them somewhere. Okay. All right. I'm, yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank you. And I hate saying thank you, but I say it. So we have a doorway that leads into where the smoke is coming from. Yep. So if you think about every pirate ship you've ever seen, there's like, there's like where the, the rigging and the wheel is. And then there's usually a door underneath that to go like into the bowels of the ship. Um, there is one of those at the front of the ship. And then there is also some ropes and a chimney, the chimney that you could climb up the rigging if you wish to. Oh, with smoke coming out of there, that's probably not a good idea. Do we do we knock on the front door? I'm just gonna run up and knock on the door. <laughs> <laughs> Little goblin. <laughs> yep. okay. So you you run you run up to the door. As you do, you pass some of those wind chimes that seem to be made out of goblin bones and skulls. Uh, and you get up to the door. Uh, which has been decorated with uh, bird and snake skulls and bones, and you knock on it. Nothing happens. Right. Nobody here, guys. I'm gonna from the back cast thaumaturgy and just swing the door open really fast. So uh, oh, as you knock and 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 barks as you turn around and say nothing here, guys. Uh, the door just swings <laughs> open and slams. Uh, What's your reaction? Uh, my back will have ended the door, so I'm going to turn around and be like, what the fuck did happen? I think I think it wants us to go in. I'm going to take a step in. All right. So as you enter. Just one step in, not any one, further than one. One step in. Uh, this room is a blood splattered chamber of horror. God. Dead rodents, snakes, and birds have been variously nailed, tied, and hung around the walls into macabre scenes. Do any look fresh? Rodents. Do any of the rodents look fresh? Uh, we can we can do a perception check in a second. Uh, at the far end of the room, a large cauldron bubbles over an iron stove set against the aft wall, its stovepipe chimney extending up through the ceiling. A bloody burlap sack sits on the floor next to the stove. The center of the room contains a long, rickety table surrounded by chairs that contain several grisly decorations. A whole family of skeletal goblins. Their bodies, their bones bleached white and bound together oh. by reeds and twine. This is a wolf of death. I like it. Uh... Is it just one room? Is there any yeah, other? Yeah, so this appears to be what would have been the galley on the boat. Um, there's places where there used to be an old stove and, you know, lots of cabinets and stuff. And it is one room. There is a, there is a door, like a, a hatch, that will allow you to go deeper into the recesses of the ship. Yeah, I'd like to do a perception check. Um, anything useful in the room, and then uh, fresh rats. Okay, yeah, give me a perception check. That's a four. 
Okay. Four. It's four. So with a four, um, you know, I, you're unable to tell how fresh any of these animals are. Um, but you do get a chance to see that they've been placed into scenes. Like, whoever this is just takes these dead animals and tacks them up to the wall in various scenes. Like, maybe there's, like, a rat that is standing up with some birds bowing before it. and Or they've been dissected and split open and left there, like, as, like, a presentation kind of thing. Um... You do get a, an odd feeling about the bloody bag. Yeah, I'm not going to touch him. Uh, mm, when you say you, do I talk about specifically Crystal or all of us get that weird feeling? Um, about the bag? I, I, I don't think you need a perception check to get a feeling that the bag, that there's something okay. odd about it. Okay. Uh, the fuck, I'll grab it. <laughs> Let's see what this is all about. Oh, yeah. You pick up you pick up the bloody bag, and as you do, you notice that there's a goblin, a dead goblin inside. You notice that there's missing body parts, and you look around. You find that there's a small fire in the corner, and a, and a, a pot is on the fire with an arm and a heart, if you go closer and investigate. As you kind of open the bag to look, you see the head of a goblin. And on the head of the goblin are scribbled letters crudely drawn into the skin. This appears to be who you know as Scribbleface. Well, that, that's Scribbleface? And this is not pretty. Yeah. I, I think you all kind of get the impression, too, that that uh, this is further proof that this is what happens when you write words down. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah he, had it, he had it coming. <laughs> I would say I'm not upset about it because... Like, we all agreed that he should be banished. So it's like, well, mess he with that stuff and that's what happens. That's, uh, I, I say we keep moving. There's that hatch over there. We got to get these fireworks and get out of here. I'm just going to, like, toss the bag into the side, off to the side, and like, okay, and I'll walk out. That's what you get. Sleep with the fishes. Heretic. He was a heretic. All right. So, are we opening up the the hatch? I was gonna knock on it like with the tip of my sword. Why are you Make sure nobody's in there first. Why are you knocking it? Okay. So, so you you knock on it. You, you knock I'm a on fighter, it but I'm a careful fighter. And it makes like a clangy kind of noise. Um, as you do, you hear a, like a scuttling noise, like there's somebody in there. Who are you? Bees. After you. Any response to my... Anybody in here? Okay. No, no response. I'm going to try and open the door. You pull on the, the ring, and the, the hatch opens. Okay. And what do I see? Anything? You poke your head down there. It's, it's very covered in shadow. Um, you're not able to see much. Nothing happens when you poke your head in there. I'm going to take a couple of steps in. It's dark. Be careful if you're following me. We have, I we mean, we have, have dark, dark vision. vision. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. 60 feet. Too. So is anybody following? Is, he, is Barks going in by themselves? No, I'm no. behind him. Yeah. I'm... And then I'll go behind. Okay. So you guys are all... 
You guys are all staying very close together. As you make your way down, you find, you see in one corner a crudely made straw pile. Um, there are bones of goblins and various other small creatures uh, strewn about the place. There are some of what you're assuming are the stuff left by the crew of this ship. There's some human items that appear to be kind of decrepit. Uh, some weapons and things of that sort. And you hear from the back of this room where you can't really see too well here. Oh, you should not have come to my lair! And as you do that, uh, sorry, as you hear that, a ball of fire. Oh no. We're all dead! A ball of fire <laughs> flies towards, uh, who's in front? Barks. 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 As the fireball heads towards you, it rolls nine to hit. My, uh, my armor class 15, so. Okay. So you're able to get your shield up in time. And with this, we're going to roll initiative. That's a 20. Oh. 22. Crystal 20. Barks 22. Damn. Nice. Barks has uh, bite. Barks has bite. Yes, it does. Dork. Yeah, it is there. It's a lame. That was perfect for us, though. Don't take away my joke. Uh, who am I missing? Gulp. I rolled a 15. 15. 15. Okay. Let me get the rest of my party and my people in there. My people. My peoples. Uh... Folks, D&D Beyond. <laughs> we got we to do Skull Splitter, so figure it out. Guys. 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 Splitter dice. Link <laughs> down in the chat, down below. Lord Long Code Dadbot. Code oh. oh, Dadbot at checkout saves you ten percent. <clears throat> I feel like I've been just rolling nat twenties all night. I, how did how did I've, that happen? I had one critical fail, but other than that, it's everything's been above. I feel like that. All right. So good. I feel like that guy so, in chat roulette that's always like this. And he comes up and he's like washing dishes or whatever. Spend a, spend a lot of time on chat roulette? Sometimes. All right. Find with a 22. With a 22, Barks, it is your turn. Uh, so uh, did I get to see what this was that shot this at me, or do I just know that a fireball came my way? A fireball seemed to come your way. I'm going to discovered anything yet. move as far as, I guess, 30 feet towards whatever it was that shot the fireball, or at least the direction that the fireball came from. I'm going to move up to 30 feet that far, that way. Okay. So as you make your way into the room, and to get the picture, so you've opened up the hatch, this is more like the bottom level of the boat. It extends for most of the length of the boat, which is why mm -hmm. you're having problems seeing. <clears throat> but uh, as you come into the, you make your full 35 feet of movement, you see on the ceiling, skittering around, a goblin. What? There's a goblin up there. 
the what goblin the goblin seems to be about 25 feet away from you at this time um she has filed teeth that have been sharpened and she is climbing on the ceiling cool you said how she was how far away from me about 20 okay my movement was 30 feet not 35 so I want to make sure the math is right. How far away is she? About 25, 30 feet. I'm, I, okay. I'm not being precise. Fair enough. Um, do I want to return fire with fire? Yes, I do. I'm going to use the potion of fire breath. Nice. Alright, so... Go ahead, if you're, whatever you're going to say. Yeah, you can use a bonus action to exhale fire at a target. So your action is to drink it. Mm-hmm. Your bonus action is to exhale the fire. Sounds uh, good. Target must make a DC 13 deck save. All right. So let me do a deck save. Dexterity. Oh. So uh, why don't you describe for me what happens as you drink the potion? Um, I imagine that I will feel some warmth emanating from my belly. And uh, I will have to, I guess it'll be like a burp, and out will come fire. It's like when you drink hot Coke, and you get that like really, really spicy burp. Uh, you hot belch out this flame uh, of fire. Uh, go ahead and roll your damage. So that, that is 46. Three, six, six, five, so 20 points total. All right. So as as you belch out this this flamey breath, damn, you wrote really. Uh, the other goblin is able to skitter on the ceiling slightly out of the way. She does take uh, half of that damage, and that's the end of your turn. Anything Wahoo! Else? Nope, that's good. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Why is Tickle 2 still newer? Go the fuck away. All right. Uh, Crystal, you are up. So where are the two goblins? They're, at this point, you've only seen one goblin. It appears to be about 50 to 55 feet uh, in front, or as you come down the steps, 50, 55 feet towards away from you. Uh and she is skittering on the ceiling. She seems to be spider crawling. So is there a way I could get within 30 feet of her? If I used all of my movement? Your movement? How, how is your movement? It's 30 feet? 30, but we... Yeah. Yeah, you would probably get just to it. Okay, so I'm going to go as far as I can. And then I'm going to cast... Charm person. Okay. On the goblin. You attempt to charm a humanoid you can see within range. You must make a wisdom saving throw and does so with advantage if you or your companions are fighting it. If it fails the saving throw, it is charmed by you until the spell ends or until you or your companions do anything harmful to it. The charmed creature regards you as a friendly acquaintance. When the spell ends, the creature knows it was charmed by you. Uh, what's your, what's your spell DC? Not very high. Higher than a 14? Well, you have advantage too, so you're 20. No, higher than a 20. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So as you as you step forward and you you start doing your witch doctory stuff, do that voodoo that you do so well. Goblin kind of considers you for a second, kind of tilts her head almost like a dogwood, and then she hisses at you. Gross. Anything else? No. That's it. As I'm gonna die. <laughs> as she hisses at you, she begins. Uh, so this is where it gets a little weird with the reskinning stuff. Um, she begins chanting to herself, kind of under her breath, like in a feverish pace, like like as she's breathing heavy, and she casts conjure animals. Uh, as she does this, a swarm of wasps uh, emanates around you, Crystal. Uh, I need you to roll... No, wasps again? It's a theme. I see that. What you need? What you need? I got you. As the wasps are swarming around you, you take two points of damage. Oh, well, that's okay. Okay. And it's just like half my health. That's no big deal. Okay. She's going to skitter slightly back. So I would say where the party is currently standing, she's probably about 35 feet away. And she's on the ceiling. Uh, Jaina, it's your turn. I'm going to run as far as I can. And I'm going to rage. Did you become okay. Russian all of a sudden? <laughs> I'm going to rage. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to rage, and I believe my great axe has a, oops, sorry, a 10-foot radius, right? Okay, she's, so, you had to run up to where the part, to where the rest of the party's at, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that uses, like, because uh, Barks had used all of his movement to get to where he was currently standing, and she's about another 35 feet away from there. I wasn't... I think I was with the party, wasn't I? Yeah, but he moved 30 feet forward, and then oh. she moved back from there. So she's like 65 feet away from where party started. Is how I interpret what Devin was saying. Yeah, that'd be correct. I think I'm going to... I'm going to hiss like a cat. I'm just going to ra rage. I'm just going to use double mute. No, I can't do that because then I'll lose the rage. I'm going to throw my javelin. Can I throw it even though I have a great axe or is that considered? Yeah. No, you can throw your javelin. What? I'm going to throw one. Oh, jeez. Oh, 20. Nah. Uh, with a 20, yeah. Uh, so as she's skittering around on the ceiling, you're able to run up and take a running start and throw the javelin. Uh, it does make purchase, and she takes 8 points of damage. Plus 2 for raging. Plus 2, 10 points of damage. Alright, Gulp, you're up. Gulp. Gulp's gonna get out of sling again, put a little pebble in, swing it around, and hit this. Is it still on the ceiling? Uh, yes, yes she is. Okay. Alright, yeah, I'm gonna try to uh, sling a little rock at him. Uh, that's a 10. No, that's a 12. Um, with a 12, it does not hit. 
Okay, uh, I'd like to use a bonus action and using my nimble escape that goblins have. I'd like to find something to hide behind and, you know, get okay. away from uh, danger. Sure. Uh, do you need to give me a stall check for that? I can't remember. If you're uh, trying to hide. I think so. Yeah, I'm trying to hide. Yeah. Uh, it's just as a bonus action I can do that. Sure, go ahead and give me a stall check. Um, that's a natural 20 plus 2. Perf, man. You Them skull splitter dice. Got me on that one. Uh, yeah, so I'm hiding behind anything, kind of. Saw that my sling missed, and then like, ah! I'm gonna go duck. Okay. And that's it. As... As Vorka, the cannibal goblin, is skidding around on the ceiling, you hear this kind of patter. Patter. But it's heavy. It's, patter's too light of a word. It's a little bit of a thumping noise. Um, from your right, a giant toad jumps its way out. And Vorka yells, yes, yes, get to my pretty. Oh, this is going to be so much fun. And uh, Lord Longtongue, her (laughs) prized pet Uh... giant toad, is going to take a bite at, we are going to do crystal. That is a 14 to hit. That hits. Okay. As... Lord Longtongue snaps its tongue out to you. It grabs a hold of you and pulls you in close. Uh, you are now grappled by its tongue. Hold me closer, tiny dancer. And you take Tony four points of piercing damage. Don't ask me why that's piercing. It'd be bludgeoning, I would think. But it's four points. Are you down? You're down. I took two. And then four, I got one one hit point left, baby. Oh my god. Ooh, <laughs> <no game. laughs> Level one, baby. Uh, Farts, it is your turn. Ooh, okay. Um so how far away is the toad from me? Lord Lar Lord Lardtongue. Lord Longtongue <laughs> is uh it's right in front of you because right in front of me. Okay. uh it jumped right, you jumped well, it's about ten feet away from you. Because okay. it, it did pull crystal close to mm-hmm. it. Alright, then I will move up to it and just slash it with the wonderful longsword I have that is too heavy for my little tiny body for 19. 19 definitely hits. That is three points of slashing damage. It's a little disappointing, but still better than zero. Oh. D- God damn it. Don't pay any attention to that. <laughs> Shit. I just shared exactly how many points. <laughs> Actually, no, I didn't. That's what it rolled. So Yeah, that's not... Pay no attention to that. Uh, okay. Yeah, so as you bring your, your sword down on top of it, uh, you are able to make some purchase and get a slash in on it, and it does take three points of damage. Uh, anything else? Um, I was going to say, nah, I'm good for right now. I think that'll leave me in a good spot. All right, Crystal, it is your turn. Uh, until I'm grappled, you said? You are grappled, yes. I need a strength check to try and break it. Hmm. That is a twelve. <laughs> With a critical critical fail, you are able to break free of Lord Longtongue's long tongue. <laughs> that now that is 
your movement for the turn. Okay. You can now take an action. Well, I'm going to swig a potion. As a bonus, okay. 2d4 plus 2. Yeah, that's 7. So back to full health, baby. <laughs> um, has LARPer taken damage yet? Uh, yes, he has. Okay, well, I don't know if I want to do that. Uh, so, what what do we want to do here? I'm going to do... I'm just going to do Total Dead, I think, on it. Okay. That's a 15. Uh, 15 is exactly what its AC is. Woo. Or, I'm sorry, no, it's not. You're good. You're good, it hits. Oof. Ten points of damage, please. Ten points of damage, dude. That thing does a one d twelve to damage. Ooh, that is op as fuck. Yeah, dude. Told. We talked about that in one of our podcasts. Yep. Totally yeah, does. it's all fucking, or nothing though. Oh yeah, it's one d twelve. So it's either you roll really high or you roll really bad. All right. So again, <clears throat> its body becomes. It can. If its body becomes shriveled as it starts kind of feeling its life force just getting sucked out of it, um, yes. it's looking pretty rough. Yes. Anything else? Uh, no, I've used bonus <laughs> movement and action, baby. All right. All the things. All so, Vorka, Vorka, seeing you casting a spell on Lord Longtongue and the damage that it's doing, uh, no, no, that, that's, that's my baby. You need to stay away from my baby. And it's going to cast Produce Flame. Stop it. That's a 19 to hit. My AC is 13. Oh, shit. Bye. Bye, bye. So as as the flame is produced from her hand, I think she probably stretches her hand out. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, you take eight points of damage as you fall to the ground. Dead. Dead. Dying. Not dead. Jaina, it is your turn. Ay, 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 ay. Um, I'm going to... If I move, I'm not. I'm still not close enough, right? Kill him. Kill him. What are you... So you've got the frog, or the giant toad, and you've got Vorka. Um, but she's on the ceiling. The ceilings are probably about 10, 10 feet tall. Is there anybody within 30 feet of me? Um, the, you're with the party, so the party's all relatively close to you. Um, you could run forward to Vorka, and you could probably reach her with your sword, because she's on the ceiling, and it's ten feet. Um, or you could, okay. Yep. Alright, so as, as you take, describe it for me. Uh, I'm gonna run up to her. And uh, I'm really kind of sick of this already. This <laughs> this isn't really as fun as I thought it was going to be. So if you could just die, that would be great. And I'm going to swing my great axe. Oops, I didn't mean to do it the second time. It was 14. Okay. Uh, 14 does hit. Go ahead and roll your damage. Uh, 4 plus 2, so 6. All right. All right. So with 6 points of damage... Um... Vorka lets out a scream. Uh, she's looking a little rough there. Uh, she's had better days. Anything else? Uh, could we just like 
like kill her now, guys? Yes, I like the idea of kill. Let's kill. And I'm going to no, I'm just going to stand there. Okay. All right, gulp. It is your turn. Yeah, gulp. So the toad's looking pretty bad. Uh, the yeah. toad is looking very bad. All right, he's gonna come out of hiding. He is done with that shit. And he's gonna unsheathe his scimitar and he's gonna come up and just try to take a hack at the back of this toad. Okay, go ahead. Uh, that's a twenty. Oh, yeah, twenty-two to hit. It's a natural twin. No, it was an eighteen plus four. And are you okay? All right, go ahead and roll your damage. That definitely. And is. that's four slashing damage, as my scimitar comes down on the end. As you bring your scimitar down on top of Lord Longtongue, the blade just slips in behind its head and down into its. Expanding, ribbing throat. Uh, Lord Longtongue has. Oh, okay, good. Uh, And then I'm going to use the rest of my movement to get uh, next to Crystal. Okay. And we got it. All right. Good job, Gulp. Barks, it is your turn. Um. Hmm. So, how high up is the ceiling? About ten feet. About ten feet. Yeah, normal human ceiling. I got no good way to attack her then. Can I move underneath her and try and at least toss the sword up? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think that this would be a dexterity check. Okay. Uh, dexterity check. Twelve. You throw your sword, and the pommel of it hits the ceiling next to her, uh, but it does not hit. And it then comes down, blade first, into the ground, just barely missing Jaina. Uh, it's now stuck in the ground. You'll have I'm to gonna, retrieve it. I'm going to go do that next turn. <laughs> uh, Barks, like, you've done pretty well, but maybe <laughs> you should do better next time. <laughs> Crystal, you're up. I'm just not even respond to her. Death, death, death. <laughs> It's an 11. It's one, one success. success. Alright. It's Vorka's turn. Vorka, seeing the death of Lord Longtongue, is going to scream out and take a produce flame shot at Gulp. 14 to hit. Ooh. That misses. I'm gonna... I got my shield... As I'm kind of over crystal, I got my shield there. All right. Uh, able to push that away. All right. Uh, Jaina, your turn. Uh, I'm going to take another swing with my great axe. Uh, Barks, this is how you do it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yes. you, uh, you absolutely <laughs> whiff airball bad. Wow, yeah, that was a pretty good impression of me. Good job. Uh, that's what I was in meaning to do, so I just wanted well, you, to look like you. Well, you did a good job. I appreciate it. Thank you for showing me how I looked. I will do better next time. That's right. Do better. That's that's what I meant. Sure. Gulp. It is your uh, turn. <laughs> so Gulp is going to cast good. This is for you, Willow. I'm going to oh, cast good, good berry. And uh, <laughs> let me see here. 
I, I pull out a out, out of one little I got like a little woven pouch, pull out some mistletoe, and I kind of mush them up in my hands, and out come ten ten good berries. And if you'll let me do it as a bonus action, I'll feed one to uh, Crystal. If not, I'll I'll wait until my next turn. Yeah, I'm just gonna let you do it. All so. right, so I'll, I'll take one good berry and just kind of like smush it on the tongue of Crystal and kind of move her jaw up and down and have her chew it a little bit. Yeah, massage, her, her, massage her throat, kind of her, work it down. Her old lady lips are, are really dry. They've got that, that white <laughs> shit at the corners of her mouth as you're like <laughs> moving her jaw up and down. Uh, but uh, as as the the juice of the good berry makes its way into the back of your throat, you feel you feel light return to your body and your eyes open. <laughs> And, and Gulp is standing over top of you. Yeah. Back in, back in. I'll kind of give her a little pat on the cheek. And that's it for me. All right. Barks, you're up. I'm going to run over to my sword and try and grab it out of the ground. Yeah. That you takes your whole movement, but you're able to grab your sword. Okay. Um, And that's going to be it for me. I'm uh, good. Okay. Uh, Crystal, you are up. I'm gonna cast Witch Bolt, which don't fucking. You're welcome hate. to try it. It's not gonna work. Witch Mist. So, <laughs> even if I did it, wow. <laughs> so with a seven, your Witch Bolt that goes flying, uh, it, it just doesn't seem to do anything to her. And I'm gonna bonus action drink my last potion. Okay, drink that potion. Out of potions, everybody. I used three. It's okay. I have nine good berries left. Oh, good. We're good. <laughs> I can, I can, I can revive you nine times. God damn it! Sorry. All right. Okay. Uh, it's Vorka's turn. Uh, Vorka, seeing Barks uh, with his back exposed, <laughs> is going to. Produce flame with an eight. Nope, oh. does not. Okay. The flame Orca. just doesn't doesn't make any purchase. Jaina, I'm gonna try again. Do it. That's, That's how you, how you do really it. Twenty-one. Yeah, Roll really your damage. I'm gonna go ahead and roll my damage. Eleven plus two, so like thirteen. How would you oh, like? Vork- how would you like Vorka to die? Uh, I totally would like to like. Can I can I add a little flavor to it? Absolutely. I would like to knock her off of the ceiling with the great axe, and then I want to headbutt her. All right, so uh, (laughs) you almost use your great axe like like a fly swatter, and you're able to smack her with the broadside of the axe. And she loses her her concentration for a minute, and her spider climb fails. Uh, as she's falling to the ground, you catch her by the shirt in one swift action, and bring her in and smash her head into yours. When you when your vision unblurs from the contact of your head's meeting, you notice that there is an indentation in her skull where yours met hers, and she is dead. Uh, girlfriend, you just, like, aren't even as good as me. 
Good job, Gina. Good job. <laughs> we killed her. I know. Take the compliment. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to fast track this for just a minute. You guys kind of look around uh, the ship. Uh, you find some some treasures. You find a giant pearl. Um, you find the black pearl. You find a a potion of giant strength, which doesn't help you now. Um, but the important thing, you find a red chest. Oh. When you open the red chest, it is filled with fireworks. That's there it. Are, That's there the are, one. There are 20 Cormian candles. There are 15 paper candles. And there are 35 skyrockets. What? This is exactly what the Lick Toads need to give those red spring fucks exactly what they deserve. We did we did it. We freaking did it. Well, I mean, w- yeah, we. Mostly me. Uh, I killed, excuse me, girl. I killed her. I killed, I killed her. the toad. I brought Crystal back. Nobody wanted you to bring Crystal back. <laughs> that is true. We're kind of Crystal might disagree. Over her. <laughs> you make your you you grab the chest. And you are able to drag it back to your village. I'm gonna hold your breath the whole way. You are met by all of your goblin friends, and they are all cheering and celebrating. And for the first time ever, you see the door to the moot hut open, and uh, Chief Gutwad is walking. He apparently was caught very off guard by this. He comes stumbling out of the moot hut. Slorb is running after him, you know, trying to get him to stop. And he sees that you've made it. And he runs up to all of you and he says, This is surprising. Did not expecting you to be coming back. Well, we. You told us to kill, we killed. Why did you send us if you weren't expecting us to come back? Uh, I mean, because I want fire booms. Rude. We got fire booms. This whole chest is full of fire booms. You you got fire booms. That's wonderful. Many, many fire booms. Let me see. He's going to open it up and he's going to grab three or four of them and start lighting them off. <laughs> maybe, maybe save them. I, I don't but know. They're so exciting. Uh, and so, as fireworks are going off above you, as the chief just can't resist lighting them and and shooting them, uh, we'll, we'll fade out on the lick, <laughs> the Lictoad tribe of the Goblin Marshes of Cormir. Saviors. We are fucking Devin. I absolutely adore your goblin one shots. They are so much fun. Uh, so th- th- uh, this is not home written. Uh, I'm glad you all enjoyed it. As I said at the beginning, this is a reskin of um, a Pathfinder module that can be found on Paizo's website for free. Um, so not the easiest. Th- easier than I thought it was going to be to to make it work in five e. There's just you gotta understand the different terminologies and kinda roll with the punches. 
Um, but glad you all enjoyed it. Oh yeah. I was so was mad good. though because my potion of fire breath gave me multiple uses and I didn't realize it. Oopsies! <laughs> Gotta read those instructions, man. Oh, I know. I'm mad at myself, not anybody else, obviously. Oh, level one, guys. Oh, my God. It's, it's nine a nice hit points. It's a nice preview for what we're getting into next week yeah. in Waterdeep. That's Frankly, it, rough. I didn't feel that hindered because there was so little I could do with Victon because I had no attack <laughs> from anywhere. <laughs> so I didn't really feel too disadvantaged this time. It's kind of nice. But I'm so ready for next week. Try a whole new thing. Yeah. So... Thank you, everyone, for, for joining us tonight. I hope you all enjoyed it as much as we did. Um, thank you for Skull Splitter Dice for, yeah. number one, hanging out in chat. That was really awesome. Heck yeah. Um, Heck yeah. Unexpected and awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, again, if you want some good dice, go check them out. They're great people, uh, good company. They got a Kickstarter going now for some, for some awesome dice sets that have matching modules that go with them, which I think is really fucking yep. cool. Um, so I will say, being one of the early backers, they sent out a preview email of one of the modules. It's pretty awesome. Like reading through it, I'm nice. excited. I'm gonna I'm gonna run one one for you guys. So, be oh, ready. that'd be that'd be awesome. Yeah, nice. Um, see, now I want the dice just to play in in that one shot, just to have the matching dice for it. Um, yeah. but thank you again to Skull Splitter Dice. Go check them out. Go buy some dice. Um, we'll be here next Thursday and Friday, like we always are. Uh, Thursday's podcast, Friday, episode one of Waterdeep. This has been something that's been in the works and planning stage for us since September. Yeah, um, long time. We're we're really really <laughs> trying to again with 2019 being the year of professional and slick. We are really trying to make this a a big jump for us as far as how good our game is um check us out on our discord check us out all the other places we're at and we will enjoy your week enjoy your week guys yeah so we'll see you next week bye bye bye, bye.